Where I'm from, you ask, and I walk and I bang for the land. See the Ku Klux Klan? Put them in a body bag. Alright, what's good, Internets? Thank you for joining in and listening to our first ever Step Off Radio podcast. I'm DJ Shere Khan, a.k.a. Rob Camacho. You can follow me at DJ Shere Khan at Twitter and Instagram. And joining me is... And joining you is Jose, also known as the specter of communism haunting white folks in Southern California since 2014. Um... I'm happy to be recording our first uh, podcast down in sunny San Diego, talking about politics, hip-hop, social justice, and all that good stuff. That's right, Aaron. We're going to hit you off with a whole bunch of stuff on this show. Music, culture, politics, social events, anything that we find relevant, we're going to be talking about it somehow, and we're going to have, we got a bunch of great guests lined up in the future. But first of all, we're going to come at you and... We're going to talk a little bit about uh, current events a little bit before we uh, dive right into the show. Um, you know, as you all know, a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world at the moment, you know? Yeah, I mean, up in Sacktown, we've been seeing uh, the comrades pull, you know, putting out in the streets in Sacramento. We got people protesting and defying police oppression up in Sacktown since, like, March 18th, culminating, you know, over the weekend. We saw, like, that woman get run over. Uh, in Sacramento by the by the sheriff's department. Hit and run. Yeah, hit and run, basically doing anything that, like, basically doing something that if we had all done it, our asses would be locked up right now. No doubt. Uh, but we all know we could just say one, one, one time, fuck the police for the people in the back. Fuck the police. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we got, we got the comrades. We got, like, we got, we got Antifa and comrades, the organizers out in the Sacramento showing up, not letting this just go swept under the rug and get pushed out like all the rest of the police shootings that get you know, marginalized attention by the media and then just cast to the shadows. We're putting it out, showing solidarity with the people of Sacramento. One time. Yeah, for everyone listening out there for it, if you live in a district where your DA is up for re-election in California, it's June 5th, make sure that you do your research, go out there and show up because it's it starts at the local level. And for all I mean, those that don't believe in voting, don't be afraid to show up, turn up, and tell your DA yourself, that whoever the DA is, <clears throat> to hold these pigs accountable. To hold these unjust police officers accountable. So that's what we're going to be getting into in our show uh, moving forward. No doubt. Also, you know, so over the weekend, you know, Easter just passed, you know, for some, you know, a lot of, lot of Holy Week stuff going, you know, the Passover, I think, and uh, you know, Easter. You know, other news, I don't know, have y'all been paying attention but over the weekend, His Holiness, Pope, um, what's, what's Pope Francis, Pope Francis, that's right. Yeah, the Grand Pope. Colonizer, Pope Francis. <laughs> the Grand Colonizer was, he, he actually turned down, he was the Canadian government um, at the behalf of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, I believe that's yeah, what they call name. radical centrists. Radical <laughs> centrists officially asked that the 
Vatican apologized for its role in the abuse of native women and children yep. at the boarding schools up there, the First Nations up in Canada, and his quote-unquote holiness declined on apologizing on the behalf of the Vatican. Shocking nobody. You know, we grew up, you know, down here in SoCal. We're very well versed at the, at the, at the, this latest Pope, uh, and his just ability to just completely sweep the genocide of native people under the rug. I mean, but the canonization of Junipero Serra, you know, like we see, we see this, we see the first nations out in, out in Canada too, uh, to find these, un, uh, in these unceded territories, uh, and wanted their history to be told the history of genocide and, and, uh, the the destruction the, yeah the destruction of a, of an entire culture so you know just one more time uh, I'll just say it fuck the papacy and fuck the Catholic Church but for sure but you know like real talk like you know uh, shout out to the native people the indigenous First Nations of Canada holding it down and and defying this latest this latest wave and this latest apologism from the Catholic Church no doubt you know because that's the thing you know like we see this time and time again. And we have to remember that even though, yes, we, those of us who come from indigenous backgrounds, though we may come from different regions, we come from different tribes, that we are not constrained by these colonial borders. You know, we, at the end of the day, we are all one people, and we are living on inoccupied land right now. That's real. And, you know, so shout out to the First Nations of Canada, you know, like, it, uh, unfortunately, this moves like this, it, it's expected, yeah. but it still doesn't, you know, it, it, it still is, uh, it still stings. The latest slap in the face to a long legacy that the Catholic Church has of just not only just completely hand washing its hands of its legacy of like of genocide and, and, and the destruction of culture and, and language in all over this, all over this continent, you know, uh, it's just the latest in, in a long trend and a long history of that. So, you know, moving forward, no one should expect much out of this Pope, you know, just like every Pope before before him. Uh, but nonetheless, we'll still be here, you know, keeping an eye out and just holding it down, too, just to let people know that, you know, this ain't just like isolated events. This is a systemic, Catholic-wide, like, long time and coming kind of thing. You this, know? this is 500 years of, yeah. of, of, the, of his practices. Mm -hmm. you know, but with that said, though, pivoting, we got a great, 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 great show up right up next, we have an interview with some really dope brothers, up for San, San Bernardino, um, Cosmic Force, great pro-indigenous Chicano rap group, spitting that knowledge, you know, just dropping jewels dropping bombs of truth, like about like indigenous indigenous actions happening right now all over the country, about identifying as like Chicanics and indigenous in this country uh, that oftentimes starts to strip us of our of our identity and culture by any means necessary and talking about that decolonial decolonial decolonization process you know that was like yeah we got a good we got a good show up ahead yeah we talk you know like we we talk about so much stuff on here like we said like decolonizing your mindset your lifestyle um talking about the struggles of indigenous people whether it's from um standing rock in south dakota or the indigenous people in mexico michoacan you know we we there's just so much stuff that, that, that we're going to explore, and I just really hope that you love it, Internet. So with that said, sit back, relax, and we hope you both, everyone here, we hope you enjoy. For real. <laughs> yeah. Our guest today on the inaugural episode of Step Off News, hail from San Bernardino, California.
a hip-hop group whose core ethics are rooted in fostering pan-indigenous unity across the American diaspora, pro-Chicano philosophy, militant decolonization, and the vested interest of confronting and dismantling white supremacy in all of its forms and manifestations through their music and activism. Fresh off the release of their new mixtape, Behind Enemy Lines, and straight off their most recent performance at Mexica New Year LA, I'm proud to introduce these two warriors, Jaguar and Bomb Threat, better known collectively as Cosmic Force. Welcome to the show, brothers. Yeah, Peace, bro. Thank you for having us. Thank you. No, thanks for taking, taking the time to sit down and talk with us. For our listeners out there who may not be familiar with your work, um, introduce yourself. Let our listeners know, um, let you guys know who you are, and um, tell what, who's Cosmic Force. Uh, so, I'm Brett, and uh, yeah, Cosmic Force is basically a rap duo, hip-hop duo, but other than duo, I would want to say it's a movement, and um a shift of consciousness when it comes to young Chicano youth in the inner city. Um, yeah, so I go by Jag, short for Jaguar, and um, uh, like my brother said, Cosmic Force, uh, you know, we're a hip-hop duo, but more than that, it's a message. We want to reach out to um, uh, the diaspora of indigenous people from the uh, so-called Americas, um, specifically because we, we descend from people south of the colonial border. Um, we have a great connection with um, people of uh, Mexican background, Central American, South American, of course, our uh, Caribbean relatives. Um, and, you know, we want to unite and uh, have uh, people come to an understanding that we are, um, uh, of a large majority of us are um, indigenous to this continent, whether we are full-blooded or mixed-blooded. And um, thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, no doubt. Cool. Now, you guys, you guys just got off your performance at Mexica New Year. You know, how was it like performing for a crowd of that size and like a venue that's literally like the perfect match for you guys' message and the type of music you do? What was it like? Um, it was beautiful, man. It was one of the greatest experiences I've had. Uh, it was the first time I actually been to a Mexica New Year. Um, and yeah, it's just beautiful because like off the top, I already knew they were going to receive our message, you know, with open arms. And um, yeah, just seeing everybody, seeing the, the, the kids, the children, you know, the parents, and just seeing... You know everybody's faces out there more than just the performance and the, the artists it was just you know actually seeing that people that you know this is resonating amongst you know our people that are from you know the hood the barrio whatever it may be like and yeah man it was one of the best experience hip-hop experiences cultural experiences for me that i've had um uh, word up so as, as far as me i performed at mishika new year last year as a solo artist um, uh, you know, for, uh, just as Jaguar, but um, this year, you know, we we've been pushing uh, Cosmic Force for for more than about I'd say half half a year. We've been doing the KF thing, but it was powerful, man. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a uh, it's as close as of a thing we'll get as a of an indigenous ceremony as detribalized people, people who have been removed from their ancestral um, tribal heritage. Uh, we're more of just a part of a diaspora, people who kind of running around with our heads because of our experience with colonialism and um, the the violence of nationalism that is also um, the colonies in the America, whether it's Peru, El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico, anywhere, Canada, the U.S. Um, again, um, we received um, open, ar uh, open arms from everybody. You know, uh, we had... Um, uh, girls like 11 years old coming up saying that yo we uh, we like your music and their moms were like uh, my, my daughters want a picture with you and it was it was really humbling and um, nonetheless uh, it, it leaves us uh, 
uh, it, it left us walking uh, back saying, you know what, we still have work to do, you know, and this shit ain't over. But it was beautiful seeing community, you know, and that's what it was. It was community. Our people united off top for just at least one day, you know, fucking uh, sunrise to 10 p.m. Our people were in harmony in a circle because our culture, our ancestral culture is, is full circles, 360 degrees. <clears throat> it's never linear because that is a Western uh, way, which, um, you know, we may have adopted that in the recent years, but our way is always uh, circular because no one's left behind in the circle. Everyone's whole. Um, no one's first, no, no one's last. Yeah, yeah. and uh, definitely just to add on to what he said, because, um, yeah, we were having mothers with their daughters, young daughters, 11 years old, you know, times that they listen to our music. And, um, you know, when it comes to, like, social media and, like, online pushing your music through the internet now because that's the most, one of the most valuable tools we have as independent artists. When it came to me, like, I thought it was just, all right, some people, a couple people listen to us, like, but once we got there and, and you know, they started coming up to us, want to take pictures with us, like, it really, like, that hit my heart. And it's like, like, you know, like my brother Jack said, like, yeah, we need to keep doing this and we need to put in more work and we really need to, you know, push this even harder, you know what I mean? So he's right. a great motivation. Yeah, like, uh, describe that feeling, you know, you guys, I saw, like, the tremendous presence, you know, a lot of people that you met for the first time, you know, that right. you connected through social media. Definitely. You know. Um, uh, you want to go ahead first, from? Uh Yeah, so, uh, yeah, with the social media, yeah, it's, it's crazy, you know, um, so, you, you know, you get all the support through there, but, yeah, when you finally get to meet them, it's just, like, like, you've known them. So it's, like, off, off you know, off top, you just conversating, like, you've been homies for the, you know, so as long as they've been following you. So it's like, that was a beautiful experience, man. And, you know, off top, like, just talking to them and it was just like, it was, it was one of my homeboys from, from my hood, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was just like, yeah, yeah, that, that was uh, definitely one of the best experiences I've had socially when it comes to, you know, meeting people that, and the thing too is just like, that's the power of music. And mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, that was, that was a hell of an experience, man. Yeah, um, to add on, uh, you know, it was, you know, I, I knew, um, you know, we had a couple heads who, who fuck with our, um, who mess with our music, you know, and um, some of them I, I already knew them in person, and it was I was just excited that I was gonna see them, and uh, for sure, you know, to link up with people who I know through the internet because in the internet <clears throat> you build a community, you know, um, you, you uh, sometimes like you'll try to like um, have these conversations with your family or even homeboys or homegirls in, in your hood, but they're not really feeling it, they're not vibrating on the same level, which is oh, fine, yeah. you know, we meet mm -hmm. we meet people where they're at. Um, but to just always find that community, even if it's in the, the cyber world, it is powerful and it is um, medicinal to a lot of people. And I know that's how it is for me because uh, um, eventually, once you get, once you get to build in person, besides just the cyber shit, and that's when you know you know yeah. we're moving we're moving towards a positive direction. And uh, yeah, we, we we met vendors who who are um, using their craft to uh, you know. Who put out, um, you know, T-shirts and you know shit like that, that really um, expresses uh, um, the rebellious and militant culture through a T-shirt that will scare, you know, the opposition like the all right or the or the conservatives, the liberals and the, the Democrats and shit like that. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, we had uh, there was you know painters and uh, and you had the, the Mexica danzantes uh, doing doing their doing their uh, their ceremonial dance and the fire was burning. And it was it was just great being with community, man. Yeah. Oh, doubt. Yeah. So let, let's get a little bit like into your guys's origins. So both of you guys have been MCing for several years now. You know, tell us about your 
musical influences growing up? Like, what inspired you to get into music and to actually pursue it as more than just a hobby? It's not just a side thing, you know? What's the catalyst that led both of you to join forces, you know, and make Cosmic Force? Um, so, um, I've been emceeing probably a, yeah, a little longer than uh, Jag has. And um, with me, it started, you know, high school, ciphers, um, battling. And I, would, uh, I was doing uh, local battles around my um, around my area in San Bernardino. And, um, you know, I was doing it for a while. Um, but then I kind of lost my fire. And, uh, yeah, you know, and I've always known Jag. We've known each other for years, way before the rap, before the music, or and before this decolonization. Um, but, you know, yes, uh, he hit me up one day. It was like, hey, I want to get you on this song. And, you know, he's my homeboy, so I was just like, yeah, I'm with it. Let's do it. And, uh, yeah, so pretty much And after I jumped on that track, I thought it was just going to be like a one-time thing, like a little collaboration. And, um, you know, so we, we talk on the phone, and, um, you know, he tells me, like, hey, uh, I think we should be a duo. And, I, and the crazy thing is that I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, I think we could do this duo thing because I was kind of done with the solo stuff. And, uh, yeah, so he definitely, he let my fire when it comes to the music. And then, you know, inspiration-wise, I mean, I, I don't know if I have anybody in specific. It's, I want to say it's probably, like, a collective of artists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would have to definitely put in, um, you know, Immortal Technique. He, that dude, when I was in high school, that was when he, you know, he just dropped, I think it was, like, before he just dropped, you know, um, I think Revolutionary Volume 1. And, yeah, man, that's just... That he just blew my mind. I was just like, yo, For who sure. is this cat? I want to know. And it's crazy because I even, a lot of stuff they was talking about, I even know what he was like talking about, who he was referring to when he was talking about Che Guevara and all that. Like, I don't know who, like, who are these cats? So he definitely opened up my mind to that. And, um, and yeah, I mean, just, you know, being from the West Coast, of course, you know, there's always going to be those artists from the underground, like, uh, dilated peoples, you know, evidence. Mm-hmm. And just, there's just so many, so many, you know. Um, so yeah, man, that, that's pretty much my inspiration and I could, I could I could go all day when it comes to inspiration <laughs> man I love and I you know I growing up too I totally gravitated to East Coast um, MCs you know Wu-Tang you know I you know all of them Ghostface Method Man and then from there I went from the East Coast and I went to the West Coast I, once I did you know all my history with the East Coast artists I went to the West Coast you know DJ Quick Exhibit mm-hmm. and then from there and then I moved down South and I would like I was listening to Outkast you know what I mean? Um, UGK. Yeah, UGK. <laughs> fucking 3-6 Mafia. Like, all that stuff, man. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just hip-hop as a whole, man. I love hip-hop culture. I know what it's really about. And, um, you know, and it, and not even pertaining to one coast or one area. You know, I, I love it all, man. For sure. It's, you know, so, I, uh, I've only been emceeing, or, you know, I, I'll say it now. I, I call myself a rapper, you know. I, I don't feel like I've earned the title of an MC. Um, just to get that clarified, uh, but um, because I have respect, have a lot of respect for the craft, and you know, I want to do, I want to, you know, have uh, other other folks eventually label me that, maybe some some elders in the culture and shit. Um, but um, growing up, I, I really liked the, uh, you know, I was influenced by West Coast hip hop, you know, uh, you know, I guess what people would call gangster rap and shit. Um, to me, it was just it was just hip hop, you know, rap. Um, I liked like, you know, Easy E was. Probably the first rapper that I ever liked. Funny story about that is somebody jacked my mom's car. My mom works at a at a fast food joint. She's been working there for a long time, and uh, somebody stole her car. And when uh, it was a really old car, man, they weren't gonna get <laughs> past the fucking block, homie. So you know that shit took a shit on them like up the street somewhere a few miles. 
they booked it or whatever. And um, once we found the car up the street, there was the NWA CD in there. And that was my first time being exposed to rap because uh, growing up, uh, I never really, you know, um, as a Chicano, um, most of the music I was exposed to was my parents' music, which was in Spanish, you know, whether that be, um, my mom likes like, you know, like romantic songs in Spanish. My dad likes like corridos, you know, shit like that. So I was never really exposed to like hip hop. Um, only when I would go like to stores and they play like, you know, the bullshit like radio rap and or, like the pop, poppy bubblegum bubble shit. So I started listening to NWA and um, it really, um, I started to ask my dad shit like, you know, like, you know, why are these fools talking about talking all this shit, you know, like, my dad would always, he, he would always um, tell me like, oh, I mean, they're just saying some real shit. Those, those streets where, where, where they're from, they're, they ain't no joke because, you know, the cops are constantly brutalizing him. They're, they're, there's a lack of resources in those communities because those communities are filled with people that look like you and shit and people that look like, you know, our, our, our black relatives, you know? So my pops was always, um, um, you know, he always, he cracked my third eye open real young. Um, he, had, he had a very strong left wing perspective um, uh, growing up in, in Mexico, he was he was exposed to an ideology real young. So off top, I would say my pops inspired me a lot too for the music shit because I, a lot of the shit I speak, I've been uh, you know this has been in my mind for a year since I was since I was a child. Um, but Easy E, you know MC Ren is one of my favorite you know uh, hip hop artists of all time. I liked um, I like of course Immortal Technique is a big inspiration. Uh, Rebel Diaz, uh, homeboy from the East Coast. Um, uh, CF Constant Flow. He's a he's a part of Immortal Techniques camp, and uh, he's I gotta say he's probably probably my favorite rapper. You know Chino XL. Mm -hmm. um, you know Rebel Arms. Rebel yeah, Arms. The Rebel Arms crew. You know um, I fuck with them. Tough. Like I, I really appreciate their music. So it's helped me really you know move on. And um, you know uh, a lot of uh, I never really grew up listening to East Coast hip hop until I started until I got put onto Tech. You know what I mean Technique. Um, I started checking out the you know the from the East Coast, but uh, um, also like a lot of street shit, you know. Party, everybody likes the party shit. There's a time for everything. Of right? course, and, yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna drive to the club with <laughs> some really conscious shit, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, because I ain't gonna spend no conscious shit, up, you know. But um, yeah. yeah, man, it's all hip hop is universal, and it's not just about the mic, you know, no. the graph, the turntables, yep. all that. So. Yeah, let me just add uh, Nas, Nas, Nas. Oh, yeah, Stillmatic, yeah, of course. <laughs> Stillmatic, um, that was the first album I ever bought. I was 11 years old, and yeah, Nas definitely is my favorite MC. Right? Cool. So tell us about your experiences growing up in San Bernardino and other kind of experiences in the region. So there's a strong uh, clans presence uh, to the point where in, in the city, in the hood where we stay at, uh, a grand wizard ran for um, mayor... <laughs> In that city, and actually got on the fucking ballot, wow. and he didn't win. Yeah. But it just goes wow. to show, just to be able to get on. Yeah, yeah. as far yeah. back as the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, um, so it, it was a um, it was a city where there was a lot of uh, you know um, European Americans. A lot of Rasa started moving in from the Los Angeles area, Orange County know, area, Orange County yeah. area. So you know, there's been a lot of Rasa since the. I say 80s. Um, yeah, maybe 80s. you could share a little more. Yeah, definitely. I want to say like around the 80s because uh, that's when my family uh, moved to that city. And, um, and yeah, you know, my pops would tell me stories about the clan uh, having rallies, you know, down by the town halls. And so when they would do that, all the all the raza and even um, 
our, our black brothers too. They would all you know get together and throw tomatoes at them. <laughs> and but yeah, man, it just goes to show like. But see, like now it's you know it's our city now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and, um, right. Yeah, so it's well. <laughs> and then also, and also, what Jack's saying, you know, too. Also, I wanna the I guess like the gang culture that uh, does play an effect to us, you know, because I have a lot of family um, from you know from where we're at that you know gang bangs, and um, and these are like my brothers. These are uh, my cousins, and uh, and me. I would always hang out with them, chill with them. Not because I was trying to be down with the hood or trying to be some type of gangster. It was just, they're my brothers. And I didn't yeah, look at them man. as gang members. But at the same time, I was guilty by association. So when mm-hmm. I would be walking down the street, their enemies, they know they don't know that I'm their cousin. They just know, like, oh, he's from their hood. He's always kicking it with them. So right. I would kind of get involved in the type of person I am. I'm just a very loyal person. And, you know, and if I love you, whether you're my homeboy or you're my family member, I'm going to get down for you. So I kind of got twisted a little bit in that, in my upbringing. Um, you know, you know, thanks to my to my upbringing, you know, my pops, he was there, so was my mother, and um, you know, I kind of didn't get too deep into it, but I did, you know, to a certain extent, it did play an effect. But it also, but also, I don't take back those experiences because I, it taught me a lot of what um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the youth, these you know, Chicano natives growing up in these cities, why you know, it's just it's it's you know, they want to. Especially like you know mainstream media or even these you know conservatives or whatnot, they want to make it seem like these are just straight up criminals. They just out of the blue just want to become criminals and they love crime. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. There's so many effects of what these kids end up you know end up end up in prison for life or they end up doing what they do, you know, and banging these hoods, banging on each other. You know, there's there's just so many factors that play in. You know, and the crazy thing about it is like all my homies and even my my family members that gang banging tough, they all had broken homes. All had broken homes, and you know, and then I like now I understand why, you know what I mean. So definitely, I want to say like the gang culture, but now you know I I think I have a, a like a unique perspective towards that, and uh, you know hopefully what is doing this you know this music, I also you know that's one of the you know you know I want I do want to hopefully affect that kid that is gang banging and hopefully you know he could change his life for the better. I mean to get rid of gangs, I don't think it would ever happen, but it's definitely I think it's a uh, it's not as popular anymore because I mean it's not really it's not cool, but I don't think they'll ever leave. But I definitely think if they're go- if you're gonna be banging, man, bang for your people. Like if you're gonna bang, go bang on them outright. Them fucking Nazis, like go bang for on sure, them. Yeah. Man. Like, yeah. Position, right. yep. So with all these experiences throughout your life, you guys are you're primed. You carry on this long tradition of militant, politically conscious. Um, Hip hop, you know, from artists like as like I see your Public Enemy tattoo, yeah, you know, yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like Public Enemy or Paris or X Clan, and then you got more recent cats like Dead Prez and Immortal Technique yeah. that they utilize their music to educate and bring awareness and to facilitate activism through their music. Um, really, like, what 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 was the catalyst that made you guys want to continue in that same vein of making that same music? You know, cause it's one thing to rap, you know, and like to do, do make music, but what made you like, I want, we want this message to be like our main focus that we're going to get out um, to our audience. I think the crazy thing about that is that we didn't even have to like talk about it or like have a meeting like, Hey dude, like this is what we're going to do. It was just natural. I mean, I know it was for me. I know it was for Jag. Like, it was just natural. It was just like we're just gonna go to this direction because end of the day, like we just we want something with a message, especially nowadays with all this bullshit, man. It's just like yeah. 
We mm-hmm. like our people need substance, and you know, and you know, I don't want to like sound like if I'm hating like other Chicano artists talking about their experiences and you know their gang life and the lifestyle. That's cool. That's I mean, hey, all good, man. Do your thing. But the thing is, like, me personally, like, I miss. It's just, it's, I think it's whack that you know. You know, they label someone a, a Chicano rapper, and right away they all oh, bald head, you know, gangbanging. And look at now, nah, like we Chicano, we native, we indigenous, but we talking about some positive shit, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I don't. To me, it was just natural, you know. It's from everybody I listen to, even and even like so called gangster rappers, the, the 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 shit that would captivate me more than you know their like gang stories or their drug stories was the the little like fuck the police and shit like that. Like that was right there. Like yo, this is. Like, you know, like, like that praise, gangster but revolutionary, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like, that's the shit that, like, oh, like, that made them, to me, that made them even more of a gangster, you know? Because they're really banging on the system. They're, that's what they're really yeah. talking about, yeah. you know? And, um, yeah, man, I think it was just, it was a natural, I think it was just a natural thing. I didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, can you say the question to me one more time, please? Yeah, well, like, what was, like, um, what was kind of, like, the catalyst that made you, like, want, like, this revolutionary type music was going to be, like, your main message, you know? Right. Like, it's... It, could you guys make an active role in music, like to drive the point across, you know, right. you know, without being over the head too much, you know? But like, it's it's certainly, you know, like the um, the main point of your music is liberation, you know. Right, right. So you know, like you said, it came natural, um, and you know, there's there's a saying that a lot of our a lot of our elders say in in, in our indigenous philosophies and cultures, and it's uh, follow your heart, you know, follow your heart. Oh. And uh, some people will call it, you know, follow your, follow your spirit. Follow, some people call it energy. Some people call it a vibe. Some people call it, you know, to, to those who are of faith, that's like God or, or God's, you know, whatever you believe in, God is, you know. Um, follow that. Sometimes it's just your gut feeling, gut feeling. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and all that shit is real. So um, at the end of the day, that's what it was. You know, we wanted, we want, we want to make timeless music, you know. Yeah. Timeless music. Yeah. There's no, uh, there's no uh, revolution without music and there's no music without revolution you know so I feel like um, we need something to be able to pump us up you know for every lane you know what I mean you want to you want to hit the gym you might want to listen to some really hard shit you know that'll that'll get you you know uh, that adrenaline up and then sometimes it's just a time you want to throw something in the headphones that'll really make you critically think and analyze you know the the bullshit we live in this 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 box this yeah. fucking this capitalistic uh, society that drains your spirit, drains your, drains you physically, all of that. Um, and also, I think also to be critical of yourself too. Word, you know, check yourself. Because at the same time, I think we're also going through that too as we speak, you know. Sure. But as as you know, as we're going through it, we like we're, we're gonna talk about it because you know, I don't want to come to myself. I've been through my experiences with like uh, drug abuse or whatnot. So you know, I definitely want to put that out there. So if I can help somebody, man. That'd be cool if they can relate to that. If maybe they can't relate to all the revolutionary stuff or the you know the uh, being indigenous and native, but if, I mean if they can relate to that, mm-hmm. then you know, hey, that's cool. That's I'm good with that. If that affects you, if that if that's something that really resonates with you, hey man, that's what it is. Right. And, you know, so. and we need to uh, you know we gotta free our minds before we can try to free other people or, or free us from this shit. You know, mm-hmm. we got like I always say, we kill the colonizer inside your mind first. You know, what I mean, kill that. That which destroys you, destroy that. You know what I mean? Um, destroy it inside your inside your dome first. Sometimes it's that self hate that we grow up. Um, you know we're ashamed to say that we're Mexican. You know we're oh, you know I admit we're Mexican, even though we we look very indigenous sometimes. Um, you know we're we're we want to identify with something else because you know we're not we're as Mexicans, people of Mexican descent, we're not exotified in the media. 
you know, the way, uh, I will say the way other, uh, other um, cultures in Latin America are sometimes, you know, you, you got um, uh, Argentinians who are, who are primarily of European ancestry, they're very yeah. like, oh my God, there's an Argentinian, he's here at all Mexican schools, like, oh, he's Argentinian. And oh well, you guys are just Mexican, like yeah. you know, it's not mm -hmm. that important. You feel me? So we do want to make it powerful again to be of Mexican descent because the word Mexican, um, you know, come and I'm sure we're gonna get into that later um, with um, where where those words come from. Those it's existed as an as an as an ethnicity before it was a nationality of the colony in Mexico that was made in the 1800s. You know, um, uh, but yeah, let's, let's keep moving. Yeah, cool. Uh, so tell us what you guys can about your your mixtape War Cry. You know, I love the project. You know, it's every track on there. You know, bangs. I love the message. What was the inspiration, the motivations behind putting a full length project out? Right. Go ahead. Um, uh, honestly, the motivation was just to have have a product out there that people could listen to. Cause um, honestly, man, we did that shit like on the fly. We didn't have like a a, a studio that we're always, like. Those tracks, it was like, I want to say, what, like three, four different studios, about three, four different uh, uh, engineers mixing tracks, you know, so um, it was some real gutter, like, hood shit. <laughs> we just tried to make do what the resources that we did have. Yeah. And um, honestly, we, I mean, I think we did it with in the mind, just like, hey, we need a product out there, just so people could like, all right, you heard of Cosmic Force? Oh, well, here, here listen to this. Yeah. Um, so... And to me, like, man, that, that, like, right there, man, that's why I appreciate, you, you know, you saying that about about that project. Um, and, you know, not to say that we didn't put our all in, in those lyrics, but, like, yo, that's just, that's just the surface, man. Like, we got, yeah, like, that's just the surface. We like, got some you, dangerous shit coming. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but, that just goes to, that, but that just goes to show us, like, yo, like, yeah, we just got to keep doing what we're doing. If we could do it, like, on someone else's beats with some raggedy old studio equipment, imagine mm -hmm. when we do get to that level where we got better equipment, you know, a better sound, original audio. production, better, you know what I mean? So, it'll be, so um, honestly, to me, it was just like, all right, we need to put this out so people can have references to, like, you know, so if they want to show somebody who Cosmic Forces, it's like, all right, here, you can hear these 10 tracks mm -hmm. right off the bat, you know? For me, I had already uh, recorded a few tracks, like Fuerza Guerrera and Spar Like a Jaguar, I mean, like you said, these were at fucking completely different um, studios and quotes, you know, because it was like homeboys closets and shit, yeah. like, you know, some 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 foam from some 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 blankets and shit, <laughs> like like we're in a, we're in like in the in with the, the sweat eight cartons, <laughs> word up, dog, you know, it was just some real gutter, like you said, some real hood shit, but uh, again, you know, we're we're not ashamed of that because we do we we, we want to represent the the streets, the the. The gente in the struggle, you know, the 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 the, the workers, you know, what I mean, the, the migrants, the 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 people who are who are seen as a, uh, um, you know, who are who are targeted in, in this in these communities, you know, and like you said, we wanted a product out there, and we had a compilation of tracks already. Um, we worked real hard, you know, like you said, like although this just scratches the surface of what it really could be, we put our time and our heart into every fucking yeah. you know line we that would, we wrote. We would literally. Hey, we're gonna work on this track. Let's go to the library, yeah. and you know we would use. The, you know they they had their um, little rooms and they shit. had the little rooms, so we would get our markers and start writing. You know, yeah, yeah, and like all right, we'll get a concept and we'll start working. We'll work on a hook, and then you know, yeah. you know, we write our own lyrics. So I mean, I, he, no ghostwriter, yeah, no ghostwriting at all. Mm -hmm. The only thing we do collaborate on is I want to say our courses and hooks. Mm -hmm. You know, but yeah, we took it even though we we lacked on 
you know, the resources. But when it came to the lyrics, yeah, we gave it our all. And we, we actually sat down and we, you know, we came together with two minds and we, we really worked on it. And yeah, man, we would go to libraries to get complete silence and really yeah. focus yeah. on what we want to say on this track. Or, you know, whatever track right. it was. And we, we make time, you know, because, you know, we work regular jobs, yeah. 9 to 5. Like, say, yo, great if we got time, homie. Shit, yeah, yeah great yeah. shifts, you know. Yeah. Yo, if you got time today, let's link up, homie. Like, you know, let's yeah. let's stay creative. Because at the end of the day, it's about being creative and um, um, being uh, productive if we still can. You know, sometimes we're drained and shit. Yeah. But um, if, if we could be uh, creative and, you know, create something that people will enjoy, um, it's free, you know what I mean? It's, 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 on, it's on our YouTube. People say, where can we buy our music? You just fucking go yeah, to YouTube, yeah, yeah. go to Google, type in YouTube to MP3 converter, and convert that shit for free, <laughs> yeah, homie. That audio might sound a little shitty, yeah. but we're working on getting it better. Yeah. And um, as soon as we get more resources and more funds, people will tell us, like, yo, make a GoFundMe. We'll, we'll donate yeah, to y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, like, you know, we should. That'd be, that'd be cool, you know? Yeah. Cause like, Because like, honestly, literally, we, we haven't made a dime off, off, off our music. And, like, if we do, it'll just break even because, you know, we... We're in the IE, so we're always traveling like LA area. So mm -hmm. even just to just put gas in our in, in our in our car, that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of homies who are organizers, who are community organizers, they'll hit us up, yo, like can you guys rock for a march, a migration march? Yeah, cool. all day. Free. If you can shoot us some gas money, cool. If you can't, it's we'll try to make it happen, yeah. homie. It's all good. You know, I mean? we're there. Yeah. It's for the love of the of La Causa and um, you know, um, we'll make it happen because at the end of the day, uh you know, uh, I don't really see myself eating off this shit. You know, mm -hmm. um, especially not with the message we put out. Yeah. Never in the never in the world where they sign where they fucking yeah, sign somebody that no with the kind of content shit we you know. Maybe as independent artists, we can make you know like if we really you know uh, keep it moving and you know hopefully um, improving our uh, our sound quality. Um, but we got work to do. You know, we definitely yeah. got work to do. You know, um, I want to improve a lot of my delivery and shit like that. You know, it's a uh, and it's a process, you know. Um, he, he's helping me out, learning how to write hooks a little more better because he, he has more experience and shit. So it's, it's, it's about growth, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, the, the expand on that. Like, how's the typical writing process for a song go? Because for a lot of younger audiences, the idea of a duo or a group is kind of foreign to them. There's not a lot of hip-hop groups around these days. Yeah. So when you guys go into a song, do you guys go with a basic concept, more or less, and then kind of do your thing and then converge? Or is it, do you guys, like, kind of go back and forth? Um, yeah, so I mean, it, it'll depend. Sometimes we'll go back and forth, and um, if I feel like his idea is better and it works, even though I might be like really strong of mind, but you know what? At the end of the day, if I thought, you know, if his idea is a little bit more better, you know what? This, this yeah. dude. And it's no egos. We, we we go straight up like, yo, you know what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, Maybe you could save mine for later. And then yeah, and then, so like, I'll, I'll save this concept for later on. So, you know, and then we just go from there. Um, and yeah, the writing process is like, we pretty much just feed off each other. Like, man, like, when we're writing to a certain song, it's like, man, I, I can't wait to hear what, what Jack got for this. <laughs> and, and, you know, and not only that, it's like I kind of, even though it's not a competition, but he does push me. You know what I mean? And I he hope, pushes to be better. Yeah, you know, yeah, and I, I push him too, you know. So I think that, that that also, you know, plays a lot in our in our writing process. And, yeah, concepts, it just depends, you know. Like, you know, everybody says, you know, the beat speaks to them. And, and you know, it, it does, you know, at times. And um, yeah, yeah, so it just depends. You know, sometimes we'll do his concept, and I right, do. We do your concept. Like, hey, I have an idea of this, and he'll, and, you know, and he'll if he's feeling it, cool. If he's yeah. not, then, all right, we'll, we'll try to work something out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely. I want to say uh, we don't really have ego clashes at all, man. Just because I just want to say it's because we've had a, a friendship before this rap shit, so yeah. Yeah. we kind of understand each other a lot better. 
you know I mean? We're not kids no more. We're already grown, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, to add on, uh, we, uh, you know, like you said, we go, we hit the library um, for the Orlando Watley tribe. We're like, yo, we got to hit the library and really zone out for this. Yeah. Um, for the um, uh, Great Mystery track, we wrote that roughly about a year ago, a little after Ready for War, wrote all the lyrics, um, but we didn't put it out until October. We, we didn't record it until October, and um, we always say, we can only imagine having some big ass speakers just bumping, mm -hmm. where we could just chill and write lyrics. Yeah. We play it off our phone, homie, off a little Bluetooth, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, 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 and, and it's barely thumping and shit. And we're just like, cool, trying to get in the zone. Or sometimes it'll just be me, at, 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 you know, chilling at the spot and be like, uh, he's at work, he works graveyard, so I'm like, you know what? I feel like I'm feeling creative right now. I'm gonna write to some. I'm, I'm write to that beat that you know that he shot me, mm -hmm. and I just shoot him the lyrics. He checks him out during his break. I'm like. You know what you think? He's like fuck it. You know we're gonna put something. Let's put this shit on wax and or you know so yeah. we we're like we'll hit up the studio. We'll hit up, you know the the, the hood studio next yeah, week. Yeah. And, shit. <laughs> and, that, and then when when he shoots me that verse or that hook, or that idea, then I I just I'll feed off that. I won't be like oh, I don't really want to write. I don't know talk about yeah, that. Yeah. No, I I just feed off of it. Mm -hmm. And like nothing's forced. Like all these tracks, nothing. And that's why you know I, I kind of I love about this project is, is nothing's forced as a duo. Nothing's forced and um. Yeah, man, it's just it's, it's, it's chemistry, you know, yeah, it's just chemistry, yeah. spirituality, you know. We're, we're both, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, vibrate high and, uh, you know, check check ourselves as like, you know what, like, ain't no fucking, uh, ain't there isn't one person who's who's running the show here. It's it, it's a it's a duality, you know. Uh, yeah. He's a lot more quieter than I am. Uh, you yeah. can hear it in, in, in his voice when he raps. He's he's more mellow, you know. Me, I'm I'm a little bit louder even when I speak. Um, and. Um, you guys have a good dichotomy. I, I really that, like that you guys yeah, really. It, yeah, and to add on to that, and um, yeah, man, and that, that's what I love about our duo is that um, because usually, usually a lot of duos, uh, like Mob Deep, Outkast, um, you know, Prodigy Havoc, they sound you know similar, so similar. unless you're really in like really know a real like real real you know diehard fan, you'll know the difference. Mm -hmm. But if it's just a, a general person, they'll be like, oh, they sound they sound the same. And I want to say too, like a little bit like Andre 3000 and Big Boy, they have the same type of you know flow. I just want to say Andre's a little bit more lyrical than Big Boy is, but they got that same type of flow and their voice tone is you know it's almost the same. And I just think you know with us, it's like you know you know who Jag is and you know who who Dre is. <laughs> yeah, you are not gonna you are not yeah you are not gonna, you are not gonna confuse us. You know? We gotta turn up the um, the vocal. Sometimes the vocals are a little bit higher because his voice is a little bit lower than yeah. mine. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and then sometimes I gotta tell this fool, hey, back up, back up. Like, <laughs> a little bit. You're hitting the levels too high. <laughs> like, 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 let me check your levels. It's a high yeah. now. Um, <laughs> and it's and it's cool because you know um, at the end of the day um, we want to bring, uh, like you said, it, it's it, it's not a competition, but I do I do I am humbled. I'm like fuck. You know what? I need a. He went too hard on. He went hard as fuck on taking heads. The the, the joint we did over that criminology instrumental. Mm -hmm. um, he went hard as fuck, and I'm like, damn, like. Like um, still to this day, I'm like I'm like I need to I need to step my shit up sometimes, you know. I'm like and I like it because he has a lot more experience than I do, um, and then you know it just it just it just pushes me to to step my game up um, on my delivery and also on my the way I write structure my rhyme patterns and shit, you know. So it's tight, man. It, it's it's a duality, and that that is how our ancestors uh, seen uh, you know uh, their worldview was, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely, you know, like I know he's talking about like how you know he's saying like. My writing kind of pushes him to, you know, step up in his bars. Um, I want to say when it comes to uh, stage presence and performing, I see this dude, cause see, I have a lot of experience when it comes to writing and making music, and um, 
But when it comes to actually being on stage, you know, I've done rap battles here and there, but you know, that was that was you know when I was young in high school. So now, you know, doing shows again, it's kind of new to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, same the same way that I push him with the writing, he pushes me with, with, my, with my stage presence and you know and you know being more active on stage, moving around, getting more you know you know in tune with the crowd, moving the crowd and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, duality. Definitely, bro. Awesome. I kind of heard something like, you know, you all said it a little earlier. Uh, I heard the name Orlando Watley, right? Uh, you all dropped a video for the album's track, like Behind Enemy Lines, right? Which Word chronicles up. the plight of Orlando Watley. I don't say, I can't, I can honestly say, I don't know too much about uh, this particular case. And for anybody else who may be listening, uh, maybe you all could shed some light on uh, the case's background, why you guys felt compelled to dedicate an entire song, you know, to bring awareness to this case. Definitely. A Bobby Neely creator, I'm calling one more time. Show me a sign, let me know they hear the warriors rhyme. Let me know they not going for wood and nickels and dimes. And know the difference between justice and government crimes. Let me know they still see their freedom lives in peace. And recognize the oppressor is still a wide-eyed beast. Let them see what I'm seeing when I keep falling asleep. My people filling mass graves 25 feet deep. The smell of death rising from a ghost dancer's shirt. Babies covered in mud from blood soaked in dirt. The false pale-faced god they brought to smother the hurt. While they murdered all the ones who didn't want to convert Now this is why it's still hard for us to live But easy to die How can we love who we are If we believe in the lie We must return to the fire, the water, the sky Our mother earth to keep our children from wondering why And only then would a creator make itself seen To give my people the answer to what it all mean But until then, understand that we are all one Native people of grandfather's son Yeah Was there so, um I uh, I met Orlando Watley some years ago um, via the cyber world, you know, um, through comrades that we have on on the internet, um, and um, I became very very good friends with his wife Kanahus, who uh, Kanahus Red Woman, who is uh, indigenous to what people today call Canada and um, the illegal colonial nation of Canada. She is of uh, the Sequatchmuc Nation, who are currently fighting a big battle against. Uh, Imperial Medals and the Kinder Morgan Pipeline that is gonna, you know, destroy their lands and, you know, people see uh, Canada as some kind of liberal paradise and shit, um, but they're very, um, they're still practicing genocidal tactics on the indigenous people, on the uh, the wildlife in that area. Um, on the side of that, um, Kanahus uh, and me started building a little more, and she, um, you know, she started put, she started really. Um, taking this fight uh, seriously because Orlando Wally is her partner. They're, they're now married, you know. They just got married recently in, in, in the prison. And she's been going to innocent projects, conventions all over the country, you know, in Canada. I mean, I'm sorry, in, in the United States. Uh, um, and, um, you know, trying to see which innocence project will, will pick his case up and uh, reopen it. Happened in the 1993 is when he was uh, wrongfully convicted. But, um, he, uh, he was wrongfully convicted for a triple homicide, and um, there was fabricated and falsified evidence, judicial and prosecutorial misconduct, and with that being said, there was big elections going on in the area where he was from, Riverside County Police. Riverside County. Mm-hmm. Um, they needed, um, pretty much there was pressure to, 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 to solve unsolved, unsolved, unsolved murder cases, so... It's very common. It's happened yeah. all the fucking time, you know. We always hear, oh, this man got free after 25 years in prison. Here's fucking, I don't know, $30,000. Um, we're sorry. Shit, it was fabricated. Sometimes, sometimes nothing. Right? Sometimes yeah. shit. Sometimes you don't get nothing. shit, right? Yeah. And um, it happens far too often. And 
coincidentally, it's, it is a person of color that is the person that was falsely accused. And Elkbone is of, um, he's of uh, Chickasaw, Native American heritage. Um, and he is also um, of Af African background, you know. Um, and he's been down in the uh, Calipatra State Prison for a while, you know, uh, fully in prison, fully incarcerated since uh, 1993, uh, down 24 years as of last year. And um, he was arrested at 19, um, life without the possibility of parole. Uh, Kanahus is actually, you know, she's been really, and uh, she's uh, she does a lot of fighting, you know, everywhere and back in her home territory because um, her territory is still unceded uh, territory from the colonial, um, you know, uh, Canada Canadian government, and uh, so she's 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 fighting that with her tribe up up there, and also doing the work for Elkbone. She reached out. She knew we did music, um, and, uh, you know, said, yeah, we're down to do that track, you know, and Elkbone had actually shot me a verse through the phone, like, fuck, I say, like, a year and a half ago, and he, uh, he recorded that, you know, uh, in, you know, in the pen, in, in, in the, in the, in the, in the cages where, you know, he's held captive, and, uh, you know, it was a very powerful verse, an acapella, and, you know, we looked online for, for a beat that we could find, um, you know, try to go the most affordable way we could, you know, found one that was affordable and, um, you know, we really got together and said, you know, we really want to shed some light to this and because knowing is half the battle, you feel me? Like, if we didn't know who, who uh, Leonard Peltier was, then, you know, there wouldn't be people marching the streets, fucking mm -hmm. writing letters to Obama who, 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 who failed in, in, in fucking being the last person that could, that could release him. Um, uh, Knowing is half the battle. So now that we have a certain amount of people who know, um, thankfully, um, people reached out to us. And there's a sister, shout out to Angelica, New York City, um, um, homegirls, um, you know, very witty with the law and, you know, been like law school type of shit. And um, her and her people's uh, at a nonprofit, I believe they picked, they, they picked up the, they're looking, you know, they're going through all the evidence and shit, have all the evidence in the, in the flash drive, all of Elkbone's evidence, um, you know, um, he's 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 held on to his innocence, man. You um, you know, you know how the system they want to mm -hmm. fucking oh take this deal. You know what I mean? Right. Just, just yeah. so you can fucking yeah be fucked. You know, um, mm -hmm. public pretenders. You know, uh, and uh, um, thankfully it's it's landed in some very generous hands. You know, very good people who were willing to help out. Um, we shot a music video. We shot it in uh, San Bernardino. You know, Serrano, Yuhavitam territory. Um, big shout out to the Yuhavitam people. You know, we're you know we live on their territory, so. It's always important to acknowledge whose whose grounds we're on, uh, because before it was of any any colonial nation, you know, these are the original people from that land. Um, but yeah. and then even the one that was pushing his case, where he had a history, he has a long history. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Vergonis is a is a is a is a, is a, is a crim, uh, you know, he's a criminal, he's a criminal. Who, who's mm -hmm. uh, who's who's fucking um, you know, put uh, you know fabricated um, shit on people like evidence and shit like that. There's a brother named Kevin Cooper who's currently on death row. He could be killed any day by the state. Um, you know, uh, again, Daniel Gronis put him on that. Um, you have uh, William Richards who just got out of prison after 20 plus years. Met him at a at a fucking innocence uh, convention. He was like, I was I was framed by the same guy that put Elkbone down. Mm -hmm. He they accused he accused me of uh, I was accused of killing my wife and shit. I got home one day, my wife was dead. I went in prison for fucking 20 years. Then they let me out saying, oh. It was a fucking mistake, you know. Um, 
and uh, so a mistake. Kind of, yeah, right, right, right. Years, so so like, kind of who's yeah. been building with him, um, and um, you know, just to expose the criminalist, uh, Daniel Gregonis, um, and uh, you know, we we really, you know, as artists, you know, we're just, you know, using our 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 um, our art to, you know, hopefully, the same way people make posters that inform people, hey. Here's a here's a workshop for your rights as an immigrant. You know you do have rights. Um, come to this workshop. Well, same thing with our art. You know we hope to put it out into the into into the universe. Hopefully, um, you know we can move forward because you know I speak to with Elk on the phone. You know um, and he he has hope. You know and like he's like you know when I touch down, homie. When I touch down, I can't wait till I touch down with y'all because um you know I'm really grateful. Um, and you know he's a good brother, good solid brother. You know he's on the murder yard. He's had to survive in an environment in one in one of America's worst prisons, very violent, um, you know, yard. When you know he's not a killer, he he never yeah, killed nobody. Yeah. So to have to adapt to that, you know, it's it's a really fucked up thing it to go is. through. You know what I mean? So like, um, you know, we we we're for show. Um, you know, with him, we Orlando Watley. You know, Orlando Watley, Doug Bone. You know, Bone. that's our comrade behind enemy lines. No doubt. Another one of my favorite tracks. It's actually another one of your. Most popular ones is um, a new start. Stolen land with a plan to escape the plantation A river of blood, sacrifice and love I'm spitting liberation while these fake rich rappers be bluffing me Puffing never that dog, only time I tote is the smoke from the sword off Yeah, this sobriety is sacred my native I'm malignant to the Aryan matrix No gang affiliation cause I bang semi-nawak Abyayala's most wanted cause I'm trying to do positive Il Chicano and Vikinati suckers can't clash, won't last. Hit a whistle, must gas. Designer fashion, rapid trash establishment, I blast. What was the process and the inspiration behind that song? Um, so uh, I pick, I, I chose the instrumental. So uh, yeah, one day my my brother's a real big fan of J Cole, so uh, you know he gave me a ride to work one day and uh, he was playing that song. I'm like, yo, what is this? What's is that? J Cole? What's this song called? Uh, cool. And then. You know, uh, a couple weeks later, I pitched the idea to, uh, to Jag, and he's like, hell yeah, let's do it, let's rock it. And then when it came to the concept, um, kind of just I, fell into place by it itself, kind of, yeah, right? Honestly, it fell into place by itself, um, and then, yeah, and then just, uh, the deeper we got into the song, we're like, you know what, let's keep this song on a, on a more positive tip, you know, more like all-around tip, um, and, uh, and yeah, and we just went from there, you know what I mean, and, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like you said, you know, it kind of just came natural. We wanted to uh, to do something different than the you know really aggressive like militant shit. Mm -hmm. um, um, on the more positive vibe, like you know, uh, you know, we just got to keep it moving in this matrix. We're we're just surviving. Yeah. You know, we can't we can't all be activists sometimes. Like we just some of us are just surviving. A lot of our people, you know, are surviving. A lot of our people don't don't got papers. You know, um, um, a lot of our people are, are are they have a disability and you know they can't. They can't maneuver the way a lot of able-bodied people are, you know. Um, so especially with this, you know, this new administration, you know, who's uh, 
you know, it's just straight up. I mean, they've all been the, you know, they're all, they're, they ain't, they're all, they all ain't shit, right? You know, but this is just like, this is all more clans, a little more clans-like, you know what I mean? Uh, Obama Nation, uh, Deporter-in-Chief, you know, mm -hmm. Drone, Drone Obama, you know, we know he, we know he was uh, anything but a, but a, but a, but a nice guy, you know, he was just an elegant Harvard, yeah, just Harvard law student, right? Yeah. But you know they all—they're all elites. They're all—they're mm -hmm. all you know yeah. oligarchs and shit. So yeah. it's all just a show for neoliberalism, right? Definitely. It's all this like racism's gone and it's not anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Obama fixed everything. Yeah. Right? Post, -post racial right. America. Yeah, yeah. Huh? <laughs> you got a black guy and a white guy sitting at the table like mm -hmm. chilling and shit. Right? So yeah, doing. yeah. I I like the song's placement because it really does feel like the the calm after the storm. You know, it's Definitely. it's very uplifting and a little bit lighter. It keeps the real still. Definitely. But it's the, it's not all doom and gloom, you know. Yeah. You know there's there, there's the positive, you know, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, I wanted to, you know, throw in there, um, um, you know, as a person who's been sober, um, you know, uh, my entire life, I wanted to, you know, put that message out there um, for a lot of our people who are um, abusing, you know, um, where, and, and it, it's, it's uh, their addictions, you know. But unfortunately, when people of color, you know, brown or black people have addictions, um, you know, we're not, we're criminals, we're not, we're not addicts, we're criminals and shit. Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not fucking, we're not um, alcoholics, we're drunks, you yeah. know what I mean? But, um, but when white folks have opioid problems, oh, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's crazy Cruzito. shit. Oh, yeah. Victims, right, yeah. Um, word up, so, you know, we wanted to just, you know, really um, reach out to, to, I say a line where I talk about the revolutionary duty of being a father, which is, a, um, being a parent is very revolutionary, yeah. it's an art, you know? Um, we always shout out the parents at our shows, you know, we, you know, shout out to the parents, man, if, you, if you're a mom or a dad, you know, or, or you're a mentor, you're, you're a big brother to somebody in your community, you know, that's the most revolutionary shit you could do just to give a, give someone who, who needs direction, uh, uh, move them in the, in, in, in a positive, you know, way, uh, those are your first teachers, word up, because, you know, some yeah. of us didn't, didn't have that, you know, yeah. fortunately, I had, a, I had a father who really, you know, um, put me up on game on a lot of shit, but, you know, a lot of people, the streets, raise them you feel me yeah. and um uh sometimes they're 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 the people who, who raise them aren't you know they're going through shit too you know they're, they're, they're yeah. victims it's of the lost. state too you know um but yeah it was, it was a really positive track his flow um was very mellow Fire narcos, more like Comandante Marcos Messed up, militant, vigilant, Chicano, indigenous Flipping words, not flipping bricks How my hand they're illegal, on their own continent Fuck the president, no doubt our home Imaginary borders telling we can document it They don't belong, working hard, clocking in Double shifts, Rey Mysterio with the flow Flipping when I slam shit off the top rope Verbal dope, candidate dome shots when my pen stroke Heart broke, still motivated by the love of my people Rest in power, Philando Castile, shipping real Ain't gotta keep it pink, swine, keep it middle figure Stay green, black and brown on that unity shit If you the opposite, what is it you fear? Enslavement, genocide, indoctrination, colonization His flow um, was very mellow, so it really like the instrumental. It just it all went well, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. You guys also you guys um, throw in Spanish through many of your songs. Sure. Jay, you actually have a entire song that's yeah. in Spanish. Um, do you guys plan on making uh, more songs or putting stuff on future releases where you guys speak like definitely. entirely? Yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we actually have uh, two uh, Spanish tracks we're working on right now, and um, and that see that's an experience for me because. Um, I've always had like Spanish here and there, but never like how Jag has where he has a whole song where he's spitting in Spanish. 
con mis cámaras en la calle we don't give a fuck jugando una cáscara de fútbol pateando la calaca de Donald Trump what up yeah Miren, ahí les viene el straight edge greñudo Gritando, viva la revolución Levantando el puño Anda si quieres dispara esas balas Pero seguiré vivo como Salvador Cabañas El futbolista, la migra supremacista Blanca me pregunta que si tengo mica Mi mica es mi rostro nativo Descendiente de la gente indígena original Descendiente de los Inca Maya y Mexica La conquista de Cortés Pizarro y Colón, no perdono ni se olvida. Será inmortal el espíritu del gran general Pancho Villa. Aguas con el jaguar en la selva de Chiapas. Rifa zapatista, recen con su Biblia. Ni eso lo salvará. Por allá en Panamá la resistencia les dará pesadilla. Las mujeres sandinistas, listas, listas con las llamas para la silla. And uh, so definitely this, this this experience of writing in Spanish is definitely a challenge for me, but it's a challenge that I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, to, to accept. And I know, you know, I know I'll, I'll do my best to, to, you know, to still keep it hip-hop and still keep it lyrically um, at the same level that I do in Spain in English. For sure. And uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure we won't have more releases in Spanish. And uh, I know Jag, Jag got to actually, he's working on a solo track where he's uh he's doing um it's a it's a it's english and it's spanish mm -hmm. yeah so pretty much um yeah i'm working on a track uh, called chronicles of michoacan um i have a my um uh quite a big chunk of my heritage it comes from the what is today the state in mexico called michoacan it is um in western mexico next to jalisco next to um uh, guerrero and then uh, the mexico city capital but um, I have a, a, a you know long line of you know relatives there who who I'm a product of that um, and of you know that ancestral background, and I want to shed light on the the similar way we know about the Mexica, the Aztecs, you know, um, shed light on the, the Purépecha, who were the original people of Michoacan, and um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it responsibly and respectfully. Um, there are still Purépecha communities, you know, traditional Purépecha communities um, living in their territories, um, say in their territories and our territories because I'm also Purépecha ancestry. Um, I've just, you know, been disconnected um, through colonialism and imperialism, mm -hmm. you know, has forced my parents to move um, mm -hmm. to the other side of the colonial border. But um, nonetheless, uh, we are our ancestors, you know. People say, oh, but you're not your ancestors. No, we are, you know, I live yeah. like them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like them, yeah. so, you know, um, and uh, yeah, to, to further expand on the whole Spanish thing, um, uh, although Spanish is, uh, is the language of, of the people who colonize uh, my, my ancestors, um, uh, I'll keep it real, you know, that's the, that's the language um, my parents communicate in, that's the language oftentimes we are discriminated for speaking in here yeah. in the United States. Yeah. Although it is a colonizer's language too, back then, you know, the, the Spaniards when they showed up in armor, they killed us for not speaking Spanish, and now the imperialist Yankees killed us for speaking for speaking Spanish, you know, at the border or here, you know, these all right Nazis in, in the South and shit, you know, yeah, my heart goes out to... American. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my heart goes out to my people who are not in the Southwest because fortunately we have community here in the Southwest, oh, a yeah. really strong presence uh, because we've always been here, right? And similar in the, in, in the South, you know, I have, I have some homeboys that who are, who are Chicanos and they live in Alabama and, man, you get, you will get fucked up for speaking Spanish. La Raza, they, they live in fear. Um, I'd say a lot more than, you know, 
than here because there's not we're not as thick out there. You know what I mean? So, they don't got that community the, right. the same way that we do out here. Exactly, yeah. and community is everything, man. It's it's your circle, you know. And so yeah, to say more about the Spanish thing, uh, we're work we are working on a brand new track with um um our brother, our OG, you know, um, uh, Victory. He's a he's a member of the hip hop uh, trio called El Vu. Mm -hmm. You know, they are uh, they've been holding it down, laying a foundation for. Chicanos of indigenous ancestry in, in the West Coast for a very long time before the internet. You know, they, they, they've just been rocking the underground, real gutter, raw, um, spitting that ancestral knowledge of the Mexica, the Maya, the Toltec wisdom, you know, um, shit that I've, that they're like mentors, you know, to a lot of our community. Uh, they call themselves curanderos of the ghetto, which is what they really are, you know, and they're medicine men, you know, putting it on wax, on, on tape. Um, and it's important to remember always that we come from these very powerful philosophies and uh, uh, spirituality um, that has, uh, before we were uh, converted to, to, to religions, um, uh, foreign religions, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Colonizers religions. Right, colonized mm -hmm. religions, you know? Um, teach your own, you know? Um, uh, but definitely, um, I, left, I left the faith I grew up with for, um, I, would, I would say, more of, a, more of, a, of an ancestral... Um, Worldview and understanding, uh, which was, um, you know, uh, a very Mesoamerican cosmovision. Um, we got a track with the homie Victory from El Vu. It's going to be called, it's going to be dedicated to an indigenous ancestor from what is today Venezuela. His name was Huaycai Puro. And um, he was, a, he was a, a, a warrior who was on some pan indigenous shit before pan indigenism existed, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was uniting tribes who might have beefed it with yeah. each other during those times because, like, yo. I know we 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 might we might not maybe they they weren't even enemies but they just didn't really speak you know they're their own territories. Well now we have a bigger enemy that who's just invaded our ter our lands and they want to kill us all like mm -hmm. you know. So he united um, uh, tribes and um, we want to dedicate a tr dedicate a track to him um, so that um, his mem his his legacy is never forgotten because he's erased out of the, the history books yeah. we know they're not we know we're not gonna learn no shit about Venezuela in the US because oh, you know, yeah, right? yeah we know what's going on right now <laughs> right, they hit all the the devil the, the Chavez was the devil yeah. rest in power over Chavez you know yeah, sure. you know most yeah. deaf uh, my, my father uh, learned, uh, taught me a lot about him and I think uh, when he passed away um, you know uh, I was at I was in community college and uh, I was walking and like I, I had heard that he had passed away and uh, it just it tripped me out because as I was walking there was a there was a little sticker, like a graphite stuck on the wall. that said, "Rebel, resist, revolt." And that, at that moment, is when I exactly looked, looked online, and I seen that he had passed away. So it was kind of like a very uh, coincidental because uh, you know he was such a rebellious figure uh, in 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 uh, in uh, what is south of the colonial border, you know, uh, against U.S. imperialism. Man, mm -hmm. he really trolled the United States. Yeah. You feel me? Um, he trolled the shit out of Bush, you know. Yeah. yeah. Obama. Obama, you know, um, and. Uh, you know, th there was definitely some foul play. You know, with his, with his, yeah. with the way he went out. You know, I think, I think, uh, you know, um, for sure. You know, the Yankees had had some foul play uh, the way he went out. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. and I don't think people um, just you can't get sick just like that. But you know, we never know. You feel me? Mm -hmm. yeah. We shouldn't just uh, think that the empire wouldn't be capable of that, right? Oh, especially with how many times they tried to assassinate yeah. Fidel Castro yeah. and yeah. like, yeah, yeah, for real. And, um, and um, just to like add on to the Spanish, I also think, um, you know, spitting what we, the content in Spanish that we do, um, I think it it would probably affect more to the Spanish speaking, to our Spanish speaking relatives. Because, mm -hmm. man, like, when I go to Mexico, when I go to, I'm also from Michoacan. And, you know, when we go down there, 
that you think we colonize here, you go down there, it's just colonization on top of colonization. It's just mm. they look at they look at me crazy for even trying to you know embrace my indigeneity. Like, dude, you're, like we're not Indios, but right. it's like that self hate. Mm -hmm. So I think with us spinning, spinning this in Spanish with the decolonization, I think um, we definitely want it. We want to hit you know not even a market, just different just, audience. We just want you know speak to mm -hmm. them. You know, mm -hmm. and they understand Spanish, so you know what we'll spin in Spanish. Yeah, That's what right. we got to do. Also on the track um, that dedicated to White Puro, we have a comrade from Venezuela who's on the track. Yep. Um, uh, he's a member of the Guerrilla Republic uh, Venezuela chapter. Um, he lives in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. um, we've been tied for a minute. Um, have a lot of homeboys in Venezuela from the G Rep chapter out there. And uh, shout out to Guerrilla Republic, man. You know, um, those that's uh, those are some comrades right there, my peoples. So um, uh, yeah, we. Uh, we got him. We got him on our track. We already. He already sent his verse. You know, um, the beautiful thing with the internet. You know, we could just. Yeah. He's all the way down there. You know, they're fighting their battle, man. So you know, salute to that. Um, uh, he's uh, mm -hmm. my, our brother Amus de la Rima, um, A M U S, um, and uh, you know he 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 got he laid he laid down a very powerful verse. He he has um, ancestral background of the territory where which is white where white is from. You know, mm -hmm. so it's only right. You know, we got somebody. Uh, Direct, uh, uh, to contribute to that. Right, definitely. Uh, I can't wait to hear it, guys. Thank you, bro. Um, you guys occupy a unique space musically. Historically, there haven't been that many Chicano rappers whose music and overall message comes from a decidedly and overtly uh, politically and socially conscious position. You know, Likewise, it kind of goes out saying there's not a lot of indigenous MCs right. out in the game that get up a lot of attention, you know, from the mainstream, you know, but even in the underground, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, for that matter. So, is making a record like behind enemy lines in a sense? Um, is it kind of like a challenge these preconceived notions and stereotypes, as well as giving a glimpse into like a perspective that isn't always or often explored in the genre? Um, yeah, I think it's definitely a challenge. But I mean, how it just comes so naturally to us. It's like it, we don't really. I mean, it's not, we kind of, I mean, not to sound cocky, it's just like kind of effortlessly because our heart's in it. Mm -hmm. So it just, it just comes out of us and, um, it's organic. Yeah, it's man. And, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, so, you know, uh, we want to bridge that gap of, uh, between us and our Native American brothers from what is today the U.S., yeah. you know. Um, we have a lot of support from Natives, uh, from the U.S. on the res in Arizona. Um, we've been asked to perform at Pine Ridge mm -hmm. um, uh, for a sobriety festival. Um, um, my sister um, uh, runs a sobriety, uh, she books events for a sobriety festival, man. It's really fucked up how many uh, of our Native American uh, relatives out there are, are are dying because of alcoholism in their 30s, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and um, it wasn't by, it, it, it wasn't by accident, you know, it was, it was definitely um, orchestrated by, you know, the empire. Um, mm -hmm. Pine Ridge, um, um, Standing Rock, all that, and uh, you know, I built. We we have a we have a we have a lot of supporters, man, from the Res, a lot of um, you know you know whether it be Navajo, you know Apache, um, Dakota Lakota, um, a lot of a lot of natives from different nations in the U.S. Whether they've been removed, whether they've been removed from their reservation life, and they live in the city now. Some of the homies still live in the city. They fuck with our message, and we want to bridge that gap between us as Chicanos um, who have been dis also disconnected from our ancestral heritage. Um, some of us don't know uh, what tribal background we're from because, again, these are layers of colonialism that we're shedding, man. Like, mm -hmm. 
You know, if you could, if you could get someone to even admit they're Mexican, bro, like that's that's already shedding a layer of colonialism because you know we're uh, uh, you know as Mexicans we're we're seen as fucking like we ain't shit here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know when we when we keep when we keep this fucking shit running. You know we keep this machine running. You know, um, and uh, it it's it's real like you say. You know it's organic, man. So we want to build that bridge um, with our relatives from the north. You know, come respectfully and responsibly, and not appropriate or uh, or or make full of out of anyone's culture because we really we're really about this shit you know what i mean like um we really um you know i was in standing rock you know um for a short amount of time you know i contributed um with an organization i'm um i uh i'm affiliated with called chica chicano indigenous community for culturally conscious advocacy and action it's out in san Bernardino. a lot of great work it's all organic non no fucking uh 501c3 no fucking donations from you know the liberals and shit it's all organic grassroots raw um and uh yeah we went out there we we raised fucking money at a cookout we did people donated supplies drove out there the homeboy's car homeboy jason's car people know what homie um and uh we we dropped all stuff off and you know got to you know at least do that you know mm -hmm. contribute in any way and i always tell people never never underestimate the power of your contribution it could be you could be sharing a post on the gram. That's yeah. you're winning with that. Where you know the, anything that fucking speaking about it at the dinner table with your parents, with your sister, with your mom, cousin, um, you're already you know you're putting that effort out to the universe that you know what uh, you share it on Facebook, you share it on Twitter, you p go put a poster on the wall because you don't fuck with the internet. You know mm -hmm. people people still I still I still see those posters in the streets. You know say hey mm -hmm. come out to this march. You know it's great. Um, uh, so you know it's it's coming together organically and we hope to build a strong uh, connection and uh, bridge that gap between us as a, uh, you know, from the Mesoamerican diaspora with our northern native brothers, you know. And that kind of brings us to a real interesting point that you touched sure. on a little bit, which is in, in both your music and in social media, you guys stress uh, the importance for indigenous folk and, you know, those with indigenous ancestry to study and reconnect with their roots, right? Um, what are some ways that you guys would recommend that, you know, people go about that? Myself, like, I'm from Colombia, right? And I also have, like, Mexica and Chicanx roots, right? Um, uh, from just, like you said, colonialism, right? Uh, so particularly for us, you know, who fall into that, like, Chicano, Mexica diaspora here in the southwest United States, uh... Or even other destabilized people, like my family that came from Colombia. Like, uh, how do you, how would you guys recommend going about like discovering that like part for especially like you said, living in a society that has layered levels of internalized racism? Uh, go ahead. So, um, I, I say you know there is no how to to do this. You know, so nothing I will say right now is uh, it's just a disclaimer. Nothing is law. You know, it's just uh, my mm -hmm. own overstanding and the way I've I've uh, been. You know, um, reconnecting and rerouting on this journey. Um, uh, some of us are, some people are orphans, man. They don't even know where the fuck in the Americas their parents were from, you know? So um, I know there is DNA testing and shit like that out there, but you know, some people don't got money for that. And, you know, sometimes people ain't really down with the DNA. Yeah, right. <laughs> they already got my shit, you know, but uh, they already got all our shit, man. They got that facial recognition but shit. But, fingerprints. Yeah, they got yeah, everything. Yeah, the state anyway, got a bunch of stuff. Um, if you do have access, if you have a parent, grandparent, um, you know, say, Something as simple could be like, you know, where were you born, you know? Now, if, let's say, oh, I was born in, I don't know, um, Guadalajara, Mexico. Guadalajara, Jalisco. All right, well, were your parents from there, or did they migrate there? Because um, a lot of times, you know, there, there's migrations, you know, all, they've been going on. Um, and uh, for me, I asked my grandmother, I said, you know, where uh, you're from Michoacan, right? She's like, yeah, I am. 
where were your parents from? I said, oh, my mother was from Michoacan and my father was from Guanajuato. So I didn't know that. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? All, all my life, I've just known that I'm, my parents are from Michoacan, Mexico. So it, it came, I came to the understanding that my, that my grandmother's father was, according to her, un indio, which is, just translates to an Indian, you know? Um, which she, she's very indigenous herself, but she just won't call herself that because the caste system in Mexico was like, okay, fucking, you know, uh, Europeans born in Spain, mm-hmm. the top. Next, Europeans born in Mexico and what is today of the Americas, um, uh, fucking next, you know? And then mestizos, which is a person of mixed indigenous and Spanish heritage. And then you had um, uh, just, you know, full-blooded natives. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you go to any res in the United States, Everyone's mixed, bro. Um, and they have the blood quantum shit here, you know. We as indigenous people, we're the only people who are treated like we're fucking horses or pit bulls and shit. You know, we're, oh, show me your paperwork. Oh, how much blood do you have? How much mm-hmm. blood quantum you have, right? Um, I say it in a song. I'm not federally recognized. I have no tribal ID. Um, but I don't need to. I look like fucking Guatemala. I look like our ancestors sitting bull. I look, respectfully, I look like Waikaipuro. Um, you do too, my bro, you know what yeah. I mean? So a lot of it, and some of us, some of us look different um, in the diaspora because of our experience with colonialism. You know, some of us are lighter skinned. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're not native, you know what I mean? I've met natives on the res with blue eyes and blonde hair and shit, but they're, you know what I mean? They're, 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 they know who they ride for, you know? Yeah. And Orlando Watley, my brother, he's, you know, he's, he's mixed with African as well. And, uh, you know, our experience, you know, you got in the, um, our Boricua family in Puerto Rico, you know, there's a strong African presence there because of the you know, transatlantic slave trade, and they were mixed with African, you know? So some of us are going to look different based on our experience with colonialism. Nonetheless, indigenous blood is indigenous blood, and it's about um, where your heart is and your spirit, you know? And, um, you know, some of us will have features like fucking, you know, the really the really rough, thick skin, the the eagle nose or, or the flat nose, like, like our Olmec ancestors. Yeah. Uh, some of us will, will be smaller in stature, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, um, which is a, another... Uh, Another fucked up thing that uh, it's a European beauty standard of where we're judged as a, as men, uh, a brown man, uh, that we have to be tall or some kind of shit like that. I've always been tall. I've been t- I'm tall for a Mexican and shit. But um, uh, and I've seen a lot of my 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 comrades um, be discriminated for being smaller in stature, which is, I mean, you're just succumbing to you're just bowing down to European beauty standards. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our yeah. people are, are small in stature. You know, when we faced against the Spaniards. We were smaller, smaller than them. You know what I mean? Uh, um, and uh, our people went for the heart. You know, uh, some of our ancestors ripped hearts out because you go for the heart because that—that's where your spirit is at. You know that you—you're going after that shit. You know, um, and um, to 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 not get too sidetracked from your question, um, do so responsibly. For example, I know I'm indigenous. Uh, I look at uh, being indigenous as a as a race, even though race is a social construct. We know there's only one race, the human race. Mm-hmm. Um, but our experience in, in the Americas has been, unfortunately, um, uh, a really fucked up one because of the racial, um, you know, uh, social uh, shit that's been going down. Um, uh, so I know I'm, I'm Native American. I know I'm indigenous to this continent, American Indian, Nicantlaca. Some people use that term here in the Southwest. Uh, I'm Chicano. Um, but at the end of the day, I would never put on a, a, a fucking headdress. Uh, yeah. I'm not a Plains native, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we, we, we must decolonize responsibly. Um, you can appropriate uh, indigenous culture. You know, um, it is, you, you are, you, you shouldn't do that um, because um, it, you can appropriate your own culture sometimes. 
and uh, we should we're not down with cultural appropriation we we do so responsibly build with a build with community um build with elders if we don't even have elders sometimes yeah um you're still native you know whether you speak um the colonized language now or not that's in your dna you, you when you look in the mirror it doesn't lie to you you feel me mm -hmm. so i encourage our people to identify with a term that doesn't make us look like foreigners in a place we've been on for thousands of years, 30,000 plus years, you know? We're not foreigners, you know what I mean? We've been here forever. We were here before them. We're here before their churches, their institutions, their Bibles, all of that, you know? Um, and, you know, uh, I feel like um, a lot of, I see a lot of positive people going in the positive direction and reclaiming their, that ancestral, at least identity. And then from there, you know, um, to each your own, you're, if you want to go into the to the to the spirituality or you know learn learn some ceremonies you know come respectfully ask people you know uh, it's a humble road you know um uh, at the end of the day uh you know there is no wrong or right way you know you follow your heart and there's no manual right ain't no manual to this you know like i said everything i say it's not law but it's what's worked with me and fortunately i've had a lot of good mentors a lot of good uh people who have uh guided me in in, in, a, in a good direction i feel shout out to the big homie kimichi pili um my brother jaguar from first nation syndicate uh, Kimichi Pili actually runs a site called Six Sun Riders, hoping to connect a lot of Chicanx youth to their to their ancestral, um, at least a, a positive worldview, a cosmovision of uh, you know understanding uh, Native American philosophy, because um, although Native American cultures there's hundreds of them, right? Every tribe is there. Every tribe has their own dance, right? Mm -hmm. Every tribe has their own prayer, their own language. But at the end of the day, um, we uh, we give thanks to that which gives us life, the, the elements, you know. Um, mm -hmm plants, animals, we know we can't exist without them. And we know, we've always understood we have a, we, we got to have a respectful relationship with our environment. Um, and, you know, I encourage everyone, you know, um, we live in a very consumer, consumer society, so consume as little as possible. Like, shit, I'm, I'm wearing, uh, how, we came out here on the trip to San Diego, I'm, I'm wearing jeans that um, my brother used to use when he was like 16, and he's 32 now. You know what I mean? Like, these shits are just passed down to me. Um, they still look good. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and it's good because... It's throwback now. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll buy shit, but at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? The shit that I buy, it's, it's usually shit that's like has a very conscious message on like, like, fuck Trump or something like that. Yeah, like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, um, little shit like, you know, having a respectful relationship with, uh, you know, not doing, not participating in so much consumerism. We all drive cars. You know, if you can ride a bike, shit, ride a bike to the liquor store for once. You know what I mean? Or wherever you get your shit... Um, if you can, when you go to the restroom, instead of getting 20, 20 napkins to wipe your hands after you wash them, get one and then fucking try them on your pants, homie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> shit like that. You know, it's, it's baby steps. When you brush your teeth, fucking turn the water off and, you know, only yeah. open it. You know, shit like that. So Yeah. yeah. And definitely, um, I'll say, like, for me, I think that, that pan-indigenous, just like whatever's accessible to you. Right. It, might, it might not be your tribe or the right. nation that you originate from, but if you could learn from them and if you have elders that are willing to teach you, I mean, take that. And But yeah, you just, you just gotta, you know, just watch yourself with the appropriation like my brother Jag was talking about. Because um, like, me too, man, you know, one of my main teachers is, is, is Jag. And at the same time, he's a teacher that's also, you know, he's still learning stuff. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when he, you know, and, you know, I'm very fortunate that he, he's from the same area that my, my, my uh, family and my ancestors are from, too. So he does share a little bit of knowledge. And, um, you know, and as of recently, like, because I have one of my, my father, he's from Jalisco. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, we've been trying to pinpoint, I'm trying to find, like, the, the nation that, so, you know, 
like little things like that like he'll send me you know links and you know these articles and just little things like that and uh to, to try to figure out where exactly and then also um you know asking your grandparents your mother like oh well where are you born what was your mom born and asking your grandparents oh what was your, your you know i think that, that also plays a part too but man if that if but if you don't have that um yeah just what, whatever's accessible around you whether it's Lakota or apache whatever whoever's around you and if they're willing to give you that knowledge and you know, just learn and just be respectful, and you know, I think that that works also. Right, so. and uh, to add on just a few more points to that is, um, you know, we all have a, um, we see the strong Mexica, uh, specifically Aztec um, teachings and, and the philosophies uh, that are accessible here in the Southwest. So many um, Chicanx youth gravitate gravitate towards um, the the knowledge and the the uh, collective heritage that the Mexica left. Um, uh, of course, you know, you know, the, we are we're not all Mexica, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's um, a lot of the teachings, and they left so much behind that it's accessible to so many of us, you know. And um, so many people have been have been sharing these uh, these uh, you know what's on the codices, you know, that they left behind, the ones that the Spaniards didn't burn because they burned libraries, all kinds of shit, right? Well, um, and I see it as you know, as long as to me, it warms my heart to see people identifying with something greater than the foreign labels we're labeled with, you know, immigrants, illegal, fucking all this shit. Uh, even the word mestizo, you know, although technically in the, in the, in the, you know, in the, um, I lived in Mexico, I'd be considered a mestizo um, simply because, um, you know, I speak, I, I fucking don't speak my ancestral tongue anymore. But I've been, I've been in towns where there, um, um, there are indígena pueblos, which is just indigenous village, and I look, I, I notice I look more indigenous than some of the people there sometimes, but the Mexican government will call me a mestizo simply because I I'll, I just speak fucking, I don't know my tongue anymore. So that just made me not indigenous all of a sudden, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, which is some bullshit, you feel yeah. me? Like, um, and separate. it's it's a way to strip you from from uh, from your your rights as a, as a person free to migrate on your, where you're at, you know, on the, the hemisphere we've been on for thousands of years. You know, we know the Mexica migrated from up north. We know they migrated from Aslan. We don't know exactly where Aslan is, but we know it's a real place. We know they came down, and that once they landed in Central Mexico, that's where they knew they needed. They were gonna build their their massive uh, massive um, city that um, you know left so much behind. Uh, that um, it was like a fucking crazy to 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 those who came from Europe. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is massive. You know, Tenochtitlan. You know, um, so yeah, you know, uh, I say do so responsibly um, and you know if you have access um, to anyone in your community who, who may be of, of indigenous uh, who is more connected to their tribal heritage if they're willing to teach you even something as like learning the about the plants in the in the area and you know what I mean I just recently I, I fucking you know I've been learning how to um, harvest uh, sage for for there's a lot of white sage in the mountains where we live you know uh, in, in San Bernardino and it's the Yuhavitam territory, and I uh, had a comrade who, who taught me how to harvest sage, and, you know, I, you could put it in tea. Instead of fucking drinking some Tylenol now, you know, I'll just fucking drink that in tea, you know, and it's having a relationship with your environment, you know, not abusing it, and going back to something that we should be doing, you know. Now we have all this, all this bullshit, GMOs or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's we want to cultivate, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, man. Uh the word that comes to mind out of this is, uh, you say responsibly. Right. You know, the term decolonize, it's thrown around a lot these days. It's used by artists, 
academics. It's used by a myriad of individuals and organizations across different social justice movements and circles. Uh, what does the term mean to you, know, and how does one go about actively living out and decolonizing their lives and aiding the liberation and empowerment of Native peoples and other repressed peoples in the Americas, right. for that matter? Um, to me, to me, it means to unlearn. Unlearn and to relearn, um, whether it's pan-Indigenous or, you know, your direct roots, whatever it may be. Um, yes, I mean, I, I'll say to me it's unlearning what, you know, the colonizers have been doing to us, you know, since we came out the womb. Um, but yeah, to me, that's what decolonizing means. And not only that, but not only to unlearn mentally, but also, you know, spiritually. Uh, I've learned a lot from just, you know, the people around me who have, who have been kind enough to teach me um, to decolonize to me first and foremost is to kill the colonizer inside your mind first, you know, mm -hmm. because um, the one who definitely, um, you know, you see yourself in the mirror and you're like, fuck, I wish I didn't have this bump on my nose that reminds me that I'm an original person from this continent. You know, I used to want to, I used to want to get surgery, bro. Like people in my family, no, sure. like for the, for the bump, dog. Like like growing up, like all my aunts and shit, like they get their bump removed because it's normalized in in, in in the village where my people are from in Mexico to get that bump removed to look more European. You know, mm -hmm. um, so like you don't look too too Indian. You feel me? So, um, um, a lot of our people fucking, you know, they put blue con blue eye contacts on, you know, dye their hair blonde and shit. You know, I'm not with that. You know, no. Everyone is free to do what they want with their own body, but I'm not with all that, and I know... I just want people to understand why y'all do it. Mm -hmm. Just... Yeah. Hopefully I can just... My, I, I want you to know why the fuck you do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, and, if, and if you still want to do yeah, it... Yeah, do. if you still want to do it, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, right, right, you know. <laughs> you, won't, you won't see... You won't see me wearing no fucking wig like George Washington and shit. Like, we, we're not going to be doing that bullshit, bro. Like, right. Um, so... Um, with that being said, yeah, uh, that's a very that's a that's a question with that um, um, I wouldn't want to really like on be taped because to some people that really means decolonize. Really, really like, all right, what are we gonna do? Mm -hmm. This is self defense. Um, um, fucking, are we really gonna do some shit? Are we gonna strap the fuck up type of shit? Are we gonna what are we gonna do? You know, so uh, we'll leave. I'll leave that part of that that part out, but to. A lot of it is to learn, have a relation again with agriculture. You know, learn how to grow your own food. Can you? What can you grow? If I fucking, you know, what can you grow? Would you know how to do this? Would you know how to, um, um, uh, you know what I mean? Have a relationship with. Uh, if you live in the desert, can you grow some shit out there? You know, mm -hmm. to decolonize. You know, a lot of it, it it's intimidating sometimes because it's like fuck, man, like. If some shit popped off, and where am I gonna take off to? Would I be able to survive? Mm -hmm. If you threw me in the woods for a day, would I be scared as fuck? You know, that being it's an uncomfort. It's a, it's getting away from Super the comfort zone. You know what I mean? Getting away from the, from the technology, from the city. You know, sometimes, even though let's not buy into the racist stereotypes that indigenous peoples were all in uh, living tribally and nomadic, because um, that in itself is a racist racist stereotype. Um, because we uh, we were we we had very big cities, you know, the place where you know our ancestors from Sinsunsan Michoacan was a big metropolis. Of course, not a metropolis that exploits the environment. It was a metropolis that was built respectfully, working with what was around, and not uh, over you know fucking up the our, our mother earth. 
and Tenochtitlan was another big metropolis. You had um, uh, Cusco in the in the Quechua Empire. You know, um, you had uh, Poverty Point, Louisiana, Huachimontones in Jalisco, Mexico. Uh, so many, so many metropolises in the United, in the in the Americas that were cities. You know, they weren't. People want to think, oh, it was just huts and shit. You know, no. I mean, you had some very big cities with roadways, fucking janitors cleaning the, the streets. You know, like. Um, when you know Europe was in the, in the Dark Ages, you know what I mean. Yeah. A very civilized. You know, we had Mayan astronomy. You know, um, uh, so many um, advancements in agriculture. The Iroquois had the had the great law of peace. You know, um, where you know it was matriarchal. So, um, the lie that the oh all the indigenous people were at war with each other. That's why it was okay for us to take their land. It's bullshit. California, there wasn't there wasn't really um, warrior societies like that. You know, it was you know tr nations and tribes got along. Um, there was very few, very few nations that committed human sacrifice. Very, very few. 0.001% of all the nations in the Americas, right? So to say, oh, it's okay that we took them out because they were killing, they were, they were ripping each other's hearts out. One of the Maya, Mexica. Besides that, I want people to name me who the fuck was committing human sacrifices. So when they come with these arguments saying it's to justify their, you know, their, their invasion, their, uh, their illegal occupation of the continent, um, when, uh, you know, in reality, um, uh, most of us were living uh, at peace with the with with the mother earth. There was there was conflict between nations for resources, right? Just like any other anybody else on the planet. Um, Europeans were burning people on the fucking at the stake and shit. They're burning mm -hmm. women down, right? Those are human sacrifices. Yeah. Um, why why are they not told us that? Mm -hmm. Also, why do they have our fucking all of our artifacts in there? The Vatican when, when are they gonna open up all the shit they stole, right? All the native mm -hmm. gold, exactly. All that. Um, they're holding so much back, bro. So, um, you know. Uh, it's a, uh, you know, it, we don't want to buy into the racist stereotypes that, um, oh, you're not indigenous because you don't live in the jungle. <laughs> oh, well, is that, is, that a, is that where I'm supposed to live, homie? Like, um, oh, well, you're not indigenous because you don't, you don't dress like it anymore. That in itself is a racist stereotype. So whenever they accuse you of cultural appropriation, I'll be like, well, would you tell that to a black person who's an African-American who's wearing a daishiki empowered after um, learning from Malcolm X or, 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 um, Marcus, or Garvey. Marcus Garvey, right? Would you tell them that they're culturally appropriating African culture because they're wearing a daishiki? Um, oh, well, you're not African, bro. They're not African. They're African, man. Like, like, and they're empowering themselves, and, and they've been stripped away from so much. If a daishiki is all they can grasp to, to wear it, to feel like that, mm -hmm. then guess what? That's not cultural appropriation, man, because that, that is their culture at the end. Of the day. That's their ancestral culture, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course, respectfully, right? There are people who, who still live in these traditional areas in Africa who... Who are who who have had a different experience as uh, you know our African American relatives here, um, but at the same time, um, you know we want to be careful in not thinking uh, that um, uh, you know oh we're not indigenous because you know you you sleep you sleep inside your house tonight with electricity and shit. Let's get rid of these racist stereotypes that we are just living in the jungle type of shit. Of course, our some of our relatives are, are in the Amazon still holding shit down. You got natives in the barrios, in the suburban ghettos. You got natives in the in the in in the in the um, in the reservations, you know, unceded territories in Canada, you know. Um, and there is no how to be a native. Um, there's no indig indigeneity is not binary. It's not black or white. It's just it's it's fucking um, you know. It goes. You could be in the city. You could be um, in your ancestral territory. You could have migrated to to Canada and you're originally from Peru, right? But nonetheless. Your, your indigeneity is a race, right? Again, we know it's not a uh, race is a social construct, but at the end of the day, you do have an ancestral connection here. 
you are a descendant of the original people here. The uh, nine repeat allele, the genetic marker that distinguishes you from other groups, Europeans, Africans, uh, Asians, um, it's uh, um, our linguistic, the archaeology the um, assures that we are the people here, Mexicans, Central Americans. And again, when I say Mexican, Central Americans, of course, there have been migrations. There is Lebanese people in Mexico who migrated there. There is uh, Irish people who migrated to Mexico, right? They've been, you know, shout out to the, to, to, to the Irish comrades, you know, holding shit down um, uh, in, in, in Ireland, uh, you know, fucking up the, 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 Brit, the British invaders, you know, who are, yeah. who are ripping them up um, for, for dry for their shit for so, for so long. Um, again, there is, um, you know, other people of other ethnic backgrounds in in Mexico and Central America, you know, there's there's Chinese migrants and as far as Mexicali, yeah. Mexicali, yep. that real close. There's yeah. a big Chinese community there, right? They're migrants, you know. There are original people though from Mexicali and, and those people probably look like us, you know, here that are sitting around this round table, you know what I mean? So yeah. um but yeah, shout out to all our relatives from we've all uh, our relatives from, from Asia who have experienced US imperialism and they've been forced to migrate here, you know? Yeah. They didn't they didn't come here to fucking fuck shit up the way the Europeans did. They came here because they were getting fucked over yeah, by yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Right? They're victims. Yeah. The same way we are. Precisely. Survivors, I'd say better. Better word. We're survivors of their terrorism. We're not victims. We're just we we've survived that shit, you know. Yeah. yeah. Internet, so let's take a quick commercial break and let's hear from one of our friends from the pod. Yo, this is DJ Root of BattleBot, No Sucker DJs. We want you guys to be on the lookout for the next BattleBot, May 30th, BattleBot All-Stars. We're going to have some of our previous champions coming through, laying it all on the line. Who's going to be taking that cash home from the beat battle, producer battle, 3v3, All-Stars dance battle, and our DJ battle. Come through, CastBot, May 30th. Come fuck with us. <laughs> So we're back. Um, so in the wake of highly publicized mass shootings in recent months, there's been like an unprecedented call throughout the country calling for gun reform legislation and tighter restrictions or even an outright ban on certain high-powered military-grade weapons. The United States has a long and complicated and oftentimes hypocritical history when it comes to legal gun ownership, especially considering most notably that the constitutional provision for keeping a well-regulated militia was not about defending the country from outside threats more so, but rather aimed at white men against indigenous peoples and the threat of slave insurrections. As educators and students of history as well, particularly that in which the United States has used similar as a target and further harm and repress marginalized peoples in this country, what are your thoughts on this latest effort to curb gun violence? Um, yeah, man, that's still, that's, yeah, that subject right there is like, you know, I understand like the whole gun control because, you know, all these crazy mass shooters by white terrorists, mm. you know, and call them what they really are. Yeah. Um, and, but I also feel too, it's like, you know, as native people, and just, you know, people of color, like, you know, we, we've been oppressed and, um, you know, we always lack when it comes to like firearms. Um, yeah, you know, I'm still, even within myself, it's still a debate going on in my brain or what it is, like, and yeah, and you know that whole like Second Amendment that these fucking right wingers you know stand behind. It's just crazy, you know. Growing up, I used to be super like that, bro. Like uh, Second Amendment, fucking you know. I used to be all like, from my cold dead hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I ain't gonna lie, you know. When I was young, that's how I, I used to think. But now it's just like, yeah, they they made that when they they owned slaves, like so, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, when it comes to that, I, I still don't have like 
a set answer, but you I mean I definitely think you know things should be more you know regulated, but it's just you know in California it's like super strict regulation. Shit still happens. San Bernardino, that mass shooting is still happening. Murder City, homie. San well, Bernardino. Yeah, and then yeah, not only mm-hmm. that, not only that mass shooting, but even before that, San Bernardino, there's a shooting every other day. Young men of color are dying every day. Oh, but they ain't getting no attention. It's just gang violence. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see them on the magazines. I don't. I don't see the news talking about that. When they do talk about it, it's just another. It's just another murder scene. It's just another gang shooting. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, city of San Bernardino, man. I I can't. Re- I can't fucking. Uh, remember the last time so many people cared about that city until after that shit happened, mm-hmm. bro. Like homelessness is outrageous in that city. The drug yeah, abuse, it's ridiculous. meth. Fucking everywhere, dope. Everyone smoked out in the streets. Yeah, a lot of gang banging. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Chicano gangs. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of African American gangs. Um, there's a lot of uh, fucking Ku Klux Klan. Uh, you know, white supremacist organizations, gangs. You know, um, Pecker Woods. Pecker Woods. A lot of woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day. Nobody has ever gave a fuck about San Bernardino until that shit happened, right? All of a sudden, people were fucking liberals were flying in from Ohio, like, with their fucking prayers for San Bernardino. We love you, San Bernardino. And yeah, rest in power to everyone who was who was a victim to, to, to the violence that happened there, man. Because uh, that, that was foul as fuck. And we never, ever want to, you know, um, fucking, you know, shadow that and say, oh, you know, like, no, we, 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 we totally, that was an act of terrorism. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the same way... Um, the United States brutally uh, terrorizes people overseas. Um, the same way those people were slaughtered every day. That, um, you know, our people, are, uh, our relatives across the planet are being slaughtered. Somalia, you Iraq. know, whether the, yep. whether it's by uh, whether it's by the U.S. directly or weapons that were sold to whatever dictator, you know, that they use. Like they want to um, use their fucking remote control drones. Right. Still. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, we, myself, I understand. I understand the youth. You know. Um, they, uh, their heart is in the, their heart, they're, they're following their heart. They want their voices heard. And as a person who is a little bit older than, you know, the high schoolers or the, the grade school people, I can't say, hey, you know what, that's not real. Like, no, you know, they want, they want to take action. You know, I support them using their voice, but I, I don't support, um, uh, sh- uh, you know, taking guns away from, you know, us, people of color, um, because uh, you know we, we know you know like you say you know the very hypocritical laws the Black Panther Party you know you're going to, you're going to the Marching State Capitol with 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 with, with weapons all of a sudden you know Mr. Fucking Actor uh, what was his name uh, Reagan fucking, yeah. the, fearless, the guy yeah. that destroyed Central America right mm-hmm. the guy that caused um, my girlfriend uh, war on drugs you know war on drugs my girlfriend's family came from El Salvador during the Civil War her mm-hmm. her grandfather was killed point blank shot in the head by the by the government you know her 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 mom's brother was kidnapped into the guerrilla you know um the, the guerrilleros kidnapped him to, to to fight he was only like 16 and uh you know he eventually became a guerrilla you know he was, he was out there you know defending fmaln um fighting against the right wing paramilitary groups funded by the u.s got killed by by, by the opposition you know um rest in power and um you know, we know that these gun laws are hypocritical, right? Um, fuck the NRA. We're not down with the NRA. That's a straight up. When we say we're against, like, the gun control, we don't mean we're NRA supporters, obviously, no, right? No, That's no. a straight up Klan's 
reunion. You go to an NRA meeting, that's yeah. a fucking Klansman uh, reunion, right? You know, they're so for uh, gun owners and gun ownership, but yet with for lack of Castillo, they didn't say a fucking word. Right. Like, hold right. So right there, my mind, you already, you know, you're racist. He expose right? themselves, you know, yeah. the, the fucking, all these, uh, um, you know, these groups that are uh, Second Amendment, um, they, uh, they're only in it for the Europeans, you know, yeah. holding the pistols. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you see Los Angeles or California, right? There's strict ass gun laws. Bodies are dropping every day. People are being killed with illegal firearms, right? Chicago. Mm -hmm. Chicago, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like, um, so again, uh, uh, my heart, my, 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 my heart goes out to the youth, you know, they're using their voices, but you know, like, 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 you know, DJ Sherikan said, uh, you know, uh, these, the, the second amendment was made to defend for white men to defend themselves against, yeah. um, you know, natives who were resisting, you know, the invasion or enslaved Africans. And um, the Second Amendment wasn't made for us. It was made for them to protect themselves from us. So we need to, we need to, um, for sure, protect ourselves by any means necessary. And they'll say, people, the liberals will say, oh, but back then it was because they had, uh, you're fighting against muskets against muskets, right? Well, look at our people in Afghanistan, right? They know that they might not win against the U.S. imperialists, they know that they're in a fight for their lives. They, U.S. have bigger weapons. They're, they're going, they're going in, right? Yeah. All they got is an AK, and those fucking holes in the mountains where they're posted up. They know they they might lose, but they have heart, and they're not gonna surrender without a fight. So when shit pops off, and you know, uh, your houses gets raided, you get thrown in a FEMA camp. And I say a FEMA camp. I'm not talking about a, a conspiracy theory. I'm talking about these detention camps where our people are. They, immigration detention camps. Yeah, FEMA mm -hmm. camps exist already. Yeah. You know, they're um, called ICE detention ICE, centers. Yeah. ICE detention centers, right? Our people are there. Um, in Adelanto, recently, um, there's been a lot of uh, people dying in those camps, undocumented people, because of the lack of um, treatment and resources they get. They're they're not fed. Mm -hmm. You know, they're if you have diabetes in there and you go in, you're an immigrant. Um, they don't give a fuck about you. They're not gonna help you with your with your medical needs, right? Because uh, you ain't shit to them. You know, um, and so yeah, I'm not. We definitely we 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 support the the right to defend. Uh, you know, to defend ourselves against any against any threat. You know, mm -hmm. self defense. Self defense, right? Killer Mike recently uh, made some comments on NRA TV actually, and he received a lot of flack uh, utilizing that platform. Um, how do you guys feel? Do you have, have any, any thoughts on that? He was his, uh, a speaking for the NRA, like he supports the NRA. Yeah, it was it was on uh, NRA TV. He was using. Oh, the, I'm not familiar yeah. with the channel. Oh, oh yeah, he he was speaking on the behalf of oh, the NRA, and people oh. came down on him. I, I wasn't sure if you guys had heard or not. I hadn't heard. No. Honestly, yeah, I heard. I not I'm familiar with some of it, a little bit some of his yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. You know, I seen him doing the whole thing with uh, Sanders when Sanders was running. Uh, he was supporting him or some shit like that. And um, I also seen. Uh, you know, I've heard that he's he's featured on the track with Technique on the Martyr um, album, uh, but uh, you know, I definitely don't think that the NRA would support him yeah. if he was fucking. He got shot down. Right, if he was murdered by one of their Klansmen homies from Blue Clips Clan, right? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I mean that uh, we we I'm not down with that. You know what I yeah. mean? I'm not mm -hmm. down with I the don't NRA, have knowledge so. of that, but man, if that's the case, yeah, yeah, yeah I, we ain't down with that. Yeah, we ain't down with that. Yeah, no doubt. Um, also, in the similar vein of, you know, government kind of clamping down on people's, you know, kind of rights, with every passing day, it seems the current leadership of this country is increasingly becoming more brazen in attacking and subverting the rights of the public, 
we kind of once took for granted in the past. You know, even something as simple as equal internet access is now for debate. Yeah. Um, as independent artists who rely and depend on the internet for much of your reach to your fans and the build an audience, how do you guys feel about the FCC's recent decision to gut net neutrality and with regulations that threaten the future of a free and open internet? Yeah, man. So pretty much they're just trying to they're trying to just take everything away from us. It's fascism, bro. Yeah, man, straight up. You know, straight up fascism, bro. You know, people want to talk about, like, oh, it's just a conspiracy. Like, bro, it's happening right in front of your face. But you mean, these people don't pay attention to it. So. It's like they, you know, they want to fucking uh, do dress code for, for voting booths. Like, yeah, fascist, see, that's, that's stupid like, fascism. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, this, well, that's like Jim Crow. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. Those, you know, well, the brown shirts, the black yeah. shirts, yeah. all this kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Obama, Obama was in office, the NDAA act, like, all that, man. Right, the Monsanto Protection Act that he signed where he betrayed the people, right? Fucking protecting Monsanto um, you know we, yeah it's definitely just it's just you know we're moving slowly more into fascism it, it's been fascist you know we know this uh, yeah. but um, it's just been masked a little a little yeah, better yeah. now yeah, it's fuck just, the FCC right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a sentiment we can all share right yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so this kind of brings us to like a good transition right which is you guys make music that comes from a definite, a definite like pro-indigenous, pro-Chicano, like anti-imperialist and anti-capitalist like kind of background, yes. and it's a big rallying cry against like the white supremacist, proto-fascist system, uh, which unfortunately dominates us in about every as- aspect of our existence yeah. here in the United States. Uh, why do you believe it's important now, like more than ever, especially under a Trump regime, uh, to make this type of music, which not only serves as an outlet to express dissent and resistance? But to like to actually openly challenge the institutions which perpetuate and uphold these repressive like systems. Um, I think because you know, I once you you get a grasp of your identity, and you know, what you stand for what your, your ancestors stand for. I think it only helps out more when it comes to you know battling these Nazis. You know, it doesn't have to be physical; it can be the mental and the, you know the spiritual. If anything, that's that's what's really going down right now. It's more of a mental war, a spiritual war. More than it is because dude, dudes ain't running out, you know, with AKs and shooting each other. You know, that's right. just not. I don't really see that happening anytime soon. Um, so you know, I think definitely what, what we're pushing, I think that's what we're trying to get across to people. And I think you know, if people get a grasp of that, it could help in whatever route they want to take. Whether they want to become lawyers or you know, or they want to start organizing with a grassroots organization or whatever, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, so. You know, it's needed, right? Like, say, now more than ever, man, uh, you know, uh, these all-right Nazis ain't playing, uh, and uh, but we aren't either, right? We, exactly. we were, right. We're uniting as a people, um, at, you know, whether you're indigenous. It ain't 1950, no more. Right, right, right. <laughs> whether you're indigenous or you're, you're African, Middle Eastern, you know, people are, you know, the LGBTQ community, you know, we, we support our, our relatives of the LGBTQ gender non-conforming comrades um, who are fucking victimized all over the planet um simply for uh you know being who they are and we definitely um feel like uh we want to plant seeds you know uh, we want uh you know you follow your you follow your 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 thoughts you let them manifest with actions you know you we um, a march is productive you know fucking running an internet a blog uh, a internet you know a a channel that, that that pushes that shares these kind of fucking events that are going to go down where it's a workshop for you know migrants to you know not let themselves get abused by by these fucking warehouses who you know rob your money and shit right um we just want people we, we we'd like to see um we'd like to see a a better world for everyone you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that that's the that's that's the ultimately the 
you know, the goal, um, a better world for everyone, for everybody, everything there, you know, no one left behind and full circle, you know what I mean? Like, and, and again, it's, that's a, it might not happen today, tomorrow, 10 years, 20 years, but, uh, it's a, it's an, it's an ongoing process. It's not, it's not a panel. It's not a fucking song that we're going to do, but all of it together, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, just to ask a quick follow-up question then, sure. like, do you think that there's a sense of urgency specifically now because of the time that we're in and, the, and that fascism's right here? Like, that, is it now or never almost? Yeah, or? Now or never. Yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Now it's time to put up or shut up. Real shit. You know I mean, either you're going to step up now or you shut the fuck down. And don't, you know what I mean? And, right. And, you know, follow, and, you know, do what you're going to do and, you know, be that yeah. sheep and put your fucking head in the sand. Man. Right, right, yeah. right. So, yeah, I definitely feel the sense of urgency is now or never. And the beautiful thing is, you know, we, you know, I know what our experience is. We've seen... The, you know, the, the children, the youth, like, my boys are stepping up, man. And that's Hell a beautiful yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. You know, now or never, bro, uh, it's, uh, it's you know, I don't know more, you know? I don't know more. We, 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 we're not down with the, we're not down with the system. We never have been. Nope. But, you know what I mean? Uh, it's too many of us. We're a majority. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, you know, we, we've been the majority on the planet, but, you know, we're just fucking, for some reason, called a minority when mm -hmm. we're really the majority, right? Exactly. But, um, yeah, now or never, bro. Uh, you know, organize, revolutionize, decolonize, uh, all that. You know what I mean? Big three. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but a big aspect of your guys' music is reconnecting with one's own culture and indigenous spiritual practices, which have largely been subverted and demonized by the U.S. government and broader Anglo society. Uh, how big of a role does spirit spirituality play in your guys' music and your own personal lives as well? Um, I feel like. Uh, uh, for some people, it's 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 just very it's very private. Sometimes uh, it's a very personal thing. Uh, other uh, some of us, you know, we you know we 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 learn a lot of, a lot of stuff and we unlearn. For example, um, my my girl my girlfriend she became a gardener and you know that's that's her way to connect yeah. with with the plants. You know, mm -hmm. um, she she reads to her plants literally reads to her plants because breathing that breath that you give to a plant it's it's air it's it's, it's for that carbon dioxide that goes into it that, which is, Again, it's science. It's all related, right? Um, and some of us will call it spirituality. Some of us will call it critical thinking, a philosophy. Um, and it's it's a higher it's a higher learning. Um, and you under, you begin to understand yourself and your purpose. And you know uh, it plays a, a big part in my life. You know because every day, you know, I wanna I wanna walk a good walk. You know, I wanna walk positive in a positive direction. And a lot of times, um, you know. We are, uh, we're drained, right? We we need something to, to put a balance in our lives, especially living in a system like this. Um, and <clears throat> I would say just uh, stay true to yourself, follow your heart. If it feels like a cult, stay the fuck, stay the fuck yeah, away from it, right? Away from it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there are predators out there, there's spiritual predators, just like there's any. You know, you'll find them, you'll find them in in, in a Catholic church, in a mosque, or in a, in a synagogue. You'll find them in an indigenous. Yeah, circle. even within our own community. Right. You know, predators <clears throat> who are after our women, our children. You know, there's fucking child molesters out there on on the res and the barrios, uh, man, and and you know, and it's sick, and and, and it's. And it's whack as fuck. So we definitely got to be careful of spiritual predators out yeah. there who are just, you know, charlatans too. Indigenous, yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. charlatans and indigenous spirituality, man. Yeah. So many. So many, bro. And a lot of times they use it to like 
kind of take the wind out of our sails in actual right. social movements, yeah. right? Oh, like, yes. not only with the colonial religion, right, of Christianity and all that, right, right. that may come out and be like, oh, wait for salvation from some white dude on a white horse <laughs> yeah, that's going to ride from the horizon, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's going to turn the other cheek. Yeah. turn the other cheek. Right. Yeah. Stuff. Cool. Um, unfortunately, the topic of police brutality is one that's always seemingly timely, especially in black and brown communities. Um, in fact, you guys made reference to Philando Castile, as well as several others who were victims of police violence in your music. Um, even this past week, uh, Stephon Clark, an unarmed black man, was shot 20 times and killed by the Sacramento PD um, and sent shockwaves throughout California and to the greater part of the nation. Do you guys think that artists are doing enough right now to highlight and discuss these kind of injustices that is sanctioned by the state? Or do you think there's still more that can be done on a broader scale? I mean, I definitely think there's more that can be done, you know, but it's just, you know, certain artists, they're just at, at that mainstream level, they're in certain situations, and they're not just trying to jeopardize that. You know, maybe they do have sentiment towards that, but it's just, they got deals in place, they got sponsorships, and it's like, oh, oh do I really want to talk about that? You know, or whatever it may be, but I honestly think, I think a lot of, a lot of, I guess, more mainstream artists could talk about it. Because I know in the underground, man, it's like, we're we talking about Since this been shit. Being mm -hmm. We've been yeah. talking about this yeah. shit, you know. Underground artists have always been talking about this shit. But, yeah, you know, I definitely think, you know, uh, artists with a more mainstream platform could, you know, definitely speak a lot more yeah, on it. But, um, you know, I don't think they're trying to risk what they have going on. Yeah. It definitely seems that for every... Every Kendrick, there's about 10 Drakes, you know, no shots at Drake, you know, but like he ain't, he ain't the one to, to yeah, talk yeah, about right. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because he, he stays in his lane and kind of just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, people, I know, I've never listened to his music personally, but uh, I you know people listen to his music, man, but it'd be great with someone with that, that many people who support you exactly. to address right. that, especially when you perform... When you participate in, in an art that was birthed from social, yeah. you know, uh, speaking for the for the for the streets, what was going on, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, they got they got, you know, when you think about an artist like Drake, there's a whole machine behind it. There's yeah, a, it's an army of people at the record label who are like, you know, hey, you know what? bad for business, bro. Got to work on that party song right now. You know, we can't fucking get sidetracked. We need to stay on this. We actually have a deal with fucking, you know. I don't know, whoever. Sprite. Sprite. Yeah. You can't fuck that up right now, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, man, at the end of the day, you know, it's it's it's, it's the capital getting in between these 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 homies, you know, which... Yeah. But I think in the same, you know, same time, too, like, we can't rely on them. Like, we've been right. known, we can right. never, they're not going to speak, they're not going to speak for our communities, you know, they're not, so fuck that. We got to take right. matters into we our don't hands, need and, and we need to speak on it. I mean, whether you're an underground artist, whether you're a poet, a painter, yeah. you know what I mean, a speaker... Blogger, man, you know, yeah. what y'all do what y'all are doing is, is dope, yeah, so man, thank you for that, bro. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Real, man, so yeah. Yeah. we just gotta thank do you. it on our own. Thank bro. you, yes. Uh, yeah, with that said, you know, like, hip-hop is one of the most powerful and significant musical genres as well as social movements, Definitely. you know, of the past 50 years. Um, tell us about your thoughts about hip-hop's power to build unity and enlighten the masses and uh, fuel the mechanisms for change in society, you know, especially in today's turbulent and troubled times. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, man. Hip-hop is... Is is just one of those art forms, man. It's just this shit is timeless, man. Um, you talking about your tattoo, you know your target, your target. Oh yeah, and you know, and that's, public that's enemy. A, and that's the thing. You know, I love Public Enemy, but I wouldn't say they're like one of my top groups. But you know, the main reason why I got the symbol tattooed on me is just for the fact that this this represents our community, whether it's the black and brown community. You know, this represents oppressed people. 
we are a fucking target. Mm-hmm. And we're but we do it in a style with B boy we're standing on B boy stands. Fuck that, you know? Yeah. And um, you know, so yeah, man, hip hop is this is this powerful man. Now it's you know, I think you know, there's more native artists now. And uh so yeah, man, we're using it, but you know, we're always I think you should always remember the root of this. You know, it is black music, you know. Yeah. But you know, now you know, we're also con- you know, contributing to this. So uh right. you know yeah. what I mean? No, it's uh yeah, like I say, you know, we, we wanna always uh, be respectful of uh, because it does come from the black experience in the United States. Those are the people who crafted this, who, who where the origins come from. And uh, you know, um, hip hop was created. You know, in the, every element. You know, like it was. It's the MCing, the DJing. You know, the breaking, the, the writing, the writing. You know, on the walls. Mm-hmm. And you know, of course, you know, bra- there was there was brown people in yeah. since the foundations in hip hop. You know, you had your Oriquas, Afro Tainos, and the Taino people who. Who contributed to the to the hip hop culture as well, and um, you know us on the West Coast, you know we're doing pop locking and shit like mm-hmm, that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the, we've been down with the graph, you know we've been down with the with the murals and shit and the wall painting because our ancestors do poetry as well, you know, mm-hmm. Mesoamerica, South America. So, you know, um, definitely it's a, it's it's a it gives us peace of mind, you know. It's 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 a I, should I do I like more aggressive like. You know, I use it as medicine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it as prayer, you know. When we talk about spirituality, back to that subject, um, praying, um, like one of my mentors uh, taught me, it could be a jog. It could be fucking punching a bag, you know. That's prayer. It could be beating the shit out of an all right person because you're putting that prayer into action. Mm-hmm. You know, some people's yeah. Yeah. prayers are physical violence, right? Um, some people's prayers are... The, the word like like you know literally like, like how, how we've been t- well how I was taught with the colonial religion you know of uh, you know you're you're praying uh, to 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 that you know um, but it could be painting it could be drawing it could be organizing you're putting that prayer into action you know what I mean uh, um, prayer and it, it's just uh, it just the the word has been seen as uh, related towards the three Abrahamic religions that that when you think about prayer oh that's that's, that's yeah. the kind of prayer we're talking about oh it could be you know fucking, you know, going to the gym, getting that muscle medicine. Or even our ancestors weren't lifting metal plates, you know. Some of us were fucking doing dansa or some of us doing uh, rock climbing, you know, just mm-hmm. interacting calisthenics, interacting with the environment, working the land, agriculture. So definitely um, hip-hop is, is, a, is, is prayer for me, you know, uh, you know, just um, releasing that uh, aggressiveness in the microphone, uh, creating a universe inside my head and, you know, putting it on, on, the, on, a, on a record, you know, so definitely... No doubt. Um, so we're gonna go. We're, we're gonna switch gears and go into um, a little bit more of your personal opinions on sure. on music now. So, um, <laughs> who would you say for both of you guys? Who are your top five MCs? Who are the Who are the artists that push you guys to step up your game? You know, when you hear them, you know whether it's new artists or artists you grew up and well, influenced you. You know, like who would you? Who are you guys' top five? Um, top five. I would have to say definitely, of course, Nas. That's one of my biggest inspirations. Um, the big homie Chino XL. You know, Technique's another one. You know, Big Pun. And uh, I want to say even uh, even though he probably don't even rap about no social type of things, he's just more of a lyrical bar. Uh, Jada Kiss, man. That's a solid yeah, list right yeah. there, yeah. Mm-hmm. What up? Oh, uh, shit. Um... I like BG Knockout growing up, mm-hmm. you know, West Coast MC, you know, uh, real MC right there, man. He fucking he was a beast with it. Um, 
uh, growing up, I like the game. You know, yeah. uh, I'm not too familiar with his recent work, but um, you know, documentary, LAX, Doctor's Advocate. Yeah. Was fire. It was those fuel. You know. Um, um, so game, BG Knockout, um, Mortal Technique, Chino Excel as well. And, uh, I say uh, uh, Constant Flow. Yeah. See ya. Out. So now that you guys have dropped the mixtape, are you currently working on any new music? And what can you tell us about any upcoming projects you guys got lined up for the future? So uh, yeah, so we're definitely working on a mixtape, and then we're also working on an EP. At the time, we don't have it. We don't. We still don't have a title for it. But uh, yeah, so we're working on a mixtape and an EP. And yeah, man. So you know, for all the for all our support supporters, you know, we'll finally be able to be on Spotify, iTunes, yeah. and all that. So y'all y'all could actually hit us up. And <laughs> and we finally bought some bees and not stolen from. Yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ain't no profit, so it's all good. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, so yeah, we definitely got uh, those two projects coming up. We still have we don't have titles yet, or we don't have set dates. But you know, we're definitely uh, gunning for the summertime. No doubt. Yeah, we're gonna take some time off of use our fucking sick hours that they yeah, <laughs> brainwash into thinking that's a privilege and shit yeah, yeah, that you shouldn't yeah. use or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Or that you feel bad for using. Fuck yeah, all that. Yeah. You, you get a job somewhere, they're like, "Yeah, man, we actually give you get sick time." You know, it's like, oh, you're it's like you're your like fucking light. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> so it seems like you, all, you know, you both are avid readers and make multiple references to literature. You know, in your both your music and social media. So do you have anything that you'd recommend to people who are just either just starting out or maybe even just be like schooled heads already and like in, you know, this kind of social consciousness kind of stuff? Is there anything that you would recommend or any sort of somebody you listen to on uh, on social media that may be like cool? Word up. Um, shit. I would, I mean, I would have to say uh, the, the Four Agreements. Um, even though I know, you know, the author, that he has been criticized a lot for, you know, I guess uh, what kind of uh, using it as, as to gain to capital know, for capital yeah. and whatnot. Shit, yeah. but I mean honestly though that piece of literature right there that kind of I want to say like that's what started it for me when it comes to decolonization besides you know my brother Jag putting me up on game and meeting you know his elders I want to say that, that that I think that's a that's a good step you know a little baby step right there and then from there you I mean you don't have to read all that man's literature but I think definitely that book in specific, I think that one that's that's one that helped me a lot to cool. open up. Yeah. Um, I say uh, you know, just uh um there's a website called Six Sun Writers, uh, a really good person. Yeah. You know, we know he's a mentor to us, uh, he he runs that site. It's called uh, Six Sun Writers, uh it's spelled R I D A D A Z, it's more of a of a street way of writing writers. But um, you know, he runs that site. Um uh, he's a you know, he's a good person with a lot of community experience. You know, because you know, you could you could build on the internet, but it's not anything to take it to to the streets and actually hold space somewhere. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. like get like a mom who lives next door to come out to a circle and just just you know just fucking like talk. You know about you know I've been going through a lot, right? And he's he has a lot of that experience, man. We, I've learned a lot from him. You know, but big shout out to Kamich. He runs outside. Um, he uh, um, there's a lot of a. Uh, a lot of writings by him on there, you know, it's all, it's practical, it's contemporary, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, and it's, some of it, it's very humble the way he puts it out, so these are some of the experiences that he's been through as a, as a Chicano and, and you know, in, in the urban environment, disconnected from our roots, but reclaiming our roots, yeah. um, 
What that, I, think, I think also too he does it with like a little hood twist too. A little know? hood twist, you know. So it's not so it's not so uh, like fucking academic, you know. Like because academia is not for everybody, you know. Because you know it's very let's keep it real, it's very white, it's very yeah. western, you know. Yeah. Um, our, our shit was different, and and it, and and shout out to people who who are holding holding it down in academia. Yeah, you know, we do need out, we do need our black and brown people in those spaces, you Definitely. know. You know, because we don't want we don't want them all in there, you know. We don't want all the all the Europeans. Taking up that shit because you know they've been doing it for so long. They've kept us from being there, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be super academic or political. Um, you know, he presented in a very street way, where you know, um, the average commoner, the average homeboy in, in the hood or homegirl could uh, you know check it out, and be like, oh, it resonates with me. You know, I, I like it. You know, um, so yeah, I say that. Um, as far as uh, literature and shit like that, man, I, I don't really read too much, you know, but. Um, um, Besides, like the the history books, I read. I read because I, you know, I I do work. Um, when my job, I go. I read a lot of books everywhere where I go. I usually read the history books of wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. And they're all written very differently, and I just analyze them. You know, kind of just make my own analyzations, conclusions as as the way they were written. You know, mm-hmm. um, world history. You know, um, because uh, you know we, we share similar experiences with other people on the planet, you know, mm-hmm. other oppressed groups. You know, yeah, no doubt. Um, what advice would you have for young artists and musicians and performers who want to get into music, you know, especially those that want to send a positive and uplifting message because, you know, like, it, it ain't no game making music, you know. Like that, I think that the industry kind of glorifies it that to be one thing, but it takes a lot of hard work, you know. So yeah. what, what, um, what advice would you give for young folk who aspire to right. do what you do as well? Um, I say just, you know, um, try it out, practice it, you know, um, uh, Get out there, get your name out there. Go to every hole in the wall yeah, with Mike you can. Rocking at a fucking march, you know. Uh, open yourself up to, to, um, you know, present your poetry, your art, your work um, anywhere. And, you know, like anywhere that you feel like, you know, you can get in. If if uh, you know, I've I've fucking I've drove to spaces and like, I wasn't gonna get paid shit, but you know, I I know that that's. You know, part of the work you got to get paid in. You got to get you got you got to put in. You know, pay dues. Pay dues. Yeah. You know, man. And uh, and yeah, your your, your shit. Uh, it's gonna sound not as good as as it eventually will get. And you know, and it's never. It's part of the road. It's never a fucking. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm 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 good already. No, you keep. You always want to work. And I got so much shit I gotta work on with my music, man. Like, um, you know, I'm uh, uh, like I want to put more time into it. That way I can develop a better craft. But I would say use the internet. That's gonna be your biggest tool. Um, YouTube, whatever. If you have the time and if you have access to it, um, use the internet to your advantage so you can reach out to these communities. That's why you know you got hashtags on. You can just hashtag, you know, fucking conscious rap. And, and the people that like conscious rap, you can just yeah. f- give them a follow, send them a message saying, hey, this is my shit. You know, I would appreciate some constructive feedback. You know, um, I've gotten feed. I've, I've been told I was whack. I've been told. I need to work on my delivery. I've been, I've been told your lyrics are hard, but I don't like your voice. You know, mm-hmm. I've been told like, you know, so much, you know, like, and it's all like, oh, cool, you know, like, I appreciate the feedback, you know. Um, and the same, I've been told that, I've been told I love your shit. Like, it's amazing. My son likes it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I got, the other day we were told that new start, uh, my homeboy was like, my mom loves that song. She always plays it and she listens to it and, you, and she realized what you guys talk about. Um, and I, I'm trying not to cuss so much in my music, uh, just because uh, um, I feel like I don't need to. I, I can get my message across without doing so. I don't uh, definitely don't ever want to do no misogynistic shit in there. 
um, that's, not, that's not what I'm about, you know? So mm -hmm. um, I say, uh, you know, stay consistent, stay true, use the internet as a tool, yeah. and, you know, um, you know, uh, stay organic, you know? Yeah. yeah. I would say um, follow your heart and just study the history of your craft, whatever music it may be, whether it's hip-hop or jazz, reggae, you know, study the history and just practice on your craft. Practice, 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 man. You never could get enough. Like, Word up. Practice whether it's writing, writing, your delivery, you know, whatever, your vocals. Like, just practice your craft and, you know, and trust me, people will recognize it that you are putting, and even if it's not up to their standards, they could, they will, I think they will recognize that, all right, this dude is, at least he's putting effort into what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, so, uh, yeah, definitely. And then you follow your, your heart and definitely don't do it for no monetary gain either, man. Yeah. Like, that's, no, that's not what it's about. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, if you can make monetary gain, like, that's just a cherry on top. Like, but don't make that your main motivation to make music. Because mm -hmm. that's not, you know what I mean? That's not going to be timeless. That's not something that's, that's going to be, people are going to be bumping that shit 30 years from now. Like, no, dog. Like, yeah. you know, just do it because you really love the craft and you, whatever. And and not to say, you know, you, it's not like you have to be rapping revolutionary or or like even what we're talking about. It could even be a party song. But, you know, just, I just think, you know, just, just put your effort and, you know, follow your heart, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, I think all music, you know, it has, it has its balances, you know what I mean? You got the revolutionary artist, you got the party artist. You know what I mean? You, you got the people in between. You got the conscious people. You know what I mean? So, I mean, everybody, you, you find your own lane. And uh, I think when it comes to finding your lane, too, like, just let it, let it come to you. Don't try to force your, your way into, into like, a certain lane. Like, oh, I need to be this artist. I need to be a, a party artist. I need to, you know what I mean? Like, nah, just let it find you and just, just let it happen. Like Jackson, let it happen organically. You know? yeah. It's always put, you know, put your best foot forward and always learn. Keep an open mind. Keep yeah. an open mind, man. Don't, don't, don't close yourself. Don't bite, because that shit's sacrilegious. Yeah, don't <laughs> bite. You know that bullshit. Don't, don't do be that, biting. Uh, yeah. Well, if you do hip-hop, I don't know about the other genres, but yeah. hip-hop, that's a no-no. Right. I feel like that's a that's an element that's lost on a lot of these younger cats. Oh, definitely, days, you know? yeah. definitely. Yeah. So where can, uh, where can people find you and follow you guys online to hear your music and get all the latest updates on shows, promotions, and other events? You can find us on YouTube, Cosmic Force, K-O-Z-M-I-K, uh, Force, F-O-R-C-E. Um, we have a YouTube, you know, if you want to subscribe, that's where we'll be posting the majority of our music. Mm -hmm. And SoundCloud as well, we have Cosmic Force, SoundCloud, spelled the same exact way. Um, have a SoundCloud as well, I think it's... A, I can't recall what it's on. I haven't posted my music there in a while, but um, uh, Instagram at Fuerza Cosmica, F-U-E-R-Z-A um, dot C-O-S-M-E-M-I-C-A. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, uh, Native Point Threat, so T-H-R-E-A-T. Uh, that's my Instagram, and we, if anything, we post it on there. And then also yeah. Yeah, um, uh, those are good right now for now, yeah. Cool. With that. Um, any closing comments or anything else you'd like to say to our listeners out there? Um, shoot. Uh, shout out to people that support us. And, uh, man, if you're, you want to look for some good hip-hop, some good medicine, you know, something with a message, and, you know, some good lyrics, you know, the day, you know, just, just in general, if you just like hip-hop, it doesn't, you don't have to be in... Maybe you're not into the indigenous or the native things that we talk about, but man, if you want to hear some bars, shit, come through. Like, yeah. you got that, it too, you know? Definitely. Uh, we put a lot of effort, time, and fucking 
you know, working to when we pick up a pen and we really, we really do this shit like we get a notebook and we still write our lyrics like that and we put a lot of time and effort, you know, we're not just, our hooks are not just like, uh, you know, something catchy, uh, some bullshit, it's really, uh, we want, it, it has a message as well and uh, so we put our time, our hearts, our spirits into it, um, uh, shout out all the supporters, um, you know, we, they're everywhere all over, man, uh, and you know, we're humbled and at the same time, you know, we know we got work to do and there's work to do in the community, so let's do that. You know, shout out to DJ Sherikon, comrade right here, who are yeah, doing this. Call me the specter of communism, <laughs> like I'm part of a political party. Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm just over here haunting all the white folks. Right. <laughs> well, you know. Thank y'all for having us, man. Uh, uh, no, thank, oh, thank you. you. Thank you. I look forward to making a trip to yeah. up north maybe one of these days, catching a show or something. It looks yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure, most yeah. def. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can come out to San Diego and perform, yeah, you know. Man. We're looking right, to doing dude. a mini... Mini like California tour hit, hit. We were inspired by the homies from El Vu. They hit, hit, they hit all the biggest cities in in, in Cali. You know, the bay, all the way to the Bay, man. They hit the, the fields in Central Cali. You know, too, like uh, Fresno and uh, Salinas. You know, so much, so much culture there for for our people for mm -hmm. sure, man. Like, you know, with the farm workers movement. Mm -hmm. You know, all that. Um, a lot of the raza on the fields. You know, were being exploited by the capitalists, man. You know, right. Um, and you know, capitalism is synonymous with white supremacy and white terrorism. So and that's just oh, yeah. in general, man. The workforce, you know, because and I've been around when it comes to having jobs, man. I've I've worked countless warehouse jobs, um, slaughterhouses, and it's just ridiculous how they fucking exploit us, man. And especially our undocumented folks, and even just our just to, um, our you know migrant, and not even from you know down south, but from all over the world, Asia, you know. Eastern Europe, um, the Middle East, and it's just crazy how they fucking exploit us, man. It's some bullshit, and uh, you know, yeah, man. It's music for the common man, you yeah, know, exactly, regular man. Joes, Every regular Jose's. Yeah, right. <laughs> regular Jose's well, is doing it, man. From SoCal to Palestine, we're gonna tear those walls down. So oh, we're yeah, gonna yeah. Just yeah. defeat capitalism. Free Palestine, bro. There we go. Well, Fred, Turtle Island too. Fred, Jag, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate it very much. Wish you guys the best of luck, and we look forward to having you. Back on here sometime soon. Great questions too, by the way. This episode of Step Off Radio was recorded at the Justice Center, San Diego, and edited by Gabriella Moreno. Today's episode is dedicated in memory of Reggie Ose, aka Combat Jack. Thank you for your contributions and the inspiration to always keep dreaming our dreams.